0: Welcome to 646, my name's Doss McManus, and we have Rob Foreman in the studio.
1: Hello, hello. How are you doing today, man? Pretty good. All uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. How
0: are you? I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, awesome. It was cool, uh, actually. This weekend, we, we've spent quite a bit of time together. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we did yeah. that clinic. Clinic at, at Long McQuaid Coburg. Yeah, and then we played at Ganny, and then we were hanging out a bit during the day, because the quick shifters your band yeah. hosted the PNBA blues jam and then you had another show later that night. I was I was off last night, which was kind of nice.
1: That was uh good for you. Good for you. I would <laughs> have I, I would have appre- liked to be, but uh, you know, I also we also had a really great show last night, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I would have liked to have been there, but you know, you get only a couple Saturday nights off a year. I so. had
1: to go home and have a nap in between because uh, coming back after the Gandy, I you know, you know when you get home after a gig, you can't Oh, you yeah. need a wind down time you know Absolutely. it's like you get off of work you, you don't just go home and lay your head down on the pillow and you know off to sleep you go you need to like kind of be awake for another hour and a half and just kind of lay there and yeah maybe yeah. read a book or watch some tv or something and kind of wind down so i didn't get to bed until about five in the morning and yeah, then me too <laughs> and the next day like I, I woke up at 10 and i was just like pmba booze jam <laughs> and i uh, went and did that um and then, yeah, I, I definitely needed a, a bit of a, a nap before last night's show. And I got one, so I'm happy. Good. Yeah. Right on. Nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, well, I think probably we'll just do the same thing that I do with just about everybody. Let's we'll... do let's do the 646,
1: six, man. Yeah. Let's just do it like we always done.
0: Woo! <laughs> if you want to, just so that we're not getting like a clack coming through, if you want to put your beer down on the corkboard and then that way we don't get the like on the table sure yeah. there's been a couple episodes where i've had to uh spend a lot of time
1: it's like wow post. yeah yeah it's
0: <laughs> like pulling the pulling the level down every time somebody sets their beer down it's okay. like okay uh
1: good uh, good <laughs> idea with the uh, little cork pad here yeah though. it's
0: it's actually like a it's like a pad that you put on the table so you don't burn your table with pots and shit. yeah yeah but it, it works really well instead of having to put like all kinds of noise all kinds of noise gates on and stuff like that and yeah fucking pain in the ass so
1: a little pre-production sound uh sound engineering
0: yeah that's right anything (laughs) anything I can do to be that much lazier when it comes to the time spent (laughs) in post because I mean sometimes these are like three hour episodes
1: yeah yeah I haven't listened to all of Brandon's yet but uh, I have heard parts of it and have heard stories yeah yeah. <laughs> almost
0: uh almost a 3 hour podcast, uh 2 hours and 44 minutes and then like another like 6 hours in editing.
1: Yeah. And so, he almost got his whole story out. Almost. In that 3 in that nearly 3 hours. Yeah. He, he almost uh, got his whole story out. Yeah.
0: yeah. almost he he got to the point where he was just about to move to Peterborough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's where the story begins, man. Yeah, I know, I know, right? So part, know?
0: we have to do a part 2. Yeah. So uh
1: I could probably tie in some of my story with that cuz
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely and I'm I'm looking forward to getting to that. Yeah. So, uh, you are not a Canadian-born fella, as far as I know. No.
1: No, I was born in uh, in California. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You are first American.
1: First American, but also... Also Canadian. F- Canadian by way of First Nation.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. My mom's uh, full-blooded Ojibwe from uh, Manitoulin Island. Her, uh, She was born in Toronto. I can't remember, I, I don't recall actually, it's either she was born in Toronto and my aunt was born in Sudbury or vice versa. Uh, either way, they were both born in Ontario and um, my grandmother moved down to California to do, uh, she wanted to uh, be a paralegal, so she's kind of chasing that dream, went down to the state, Southern California and like around Long Beach sort of area. They eventually migrated up to the Bay Area <clears throat> and then that's where I was born. Cool. Yeah, near uh, in the East Bay, San Francisco, a little town called Antioch. Nice. Yeah,
0: I like the San Francisco area. I, uh, have you been? I have. Um, it's beautiful. I, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I spent about two weeks for the like. I was kind of sta- well, stationed. I was hanging out. What are you have in the military?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Stationed no, was, down at Fort Bragg. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like our home base, I guess, for the time that I spent there. Uh, I was on tour, and I spent about two weeks in Sausalito. Oh, cool. And um, you know we. We made like day trips out to Oakland, and and then. Um, Did you we, go into the city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we played the actually the the biggest place we played there. There were a couple other dives that I can't remember the names of, but I remember the Mezzanine, nice. and um, that was a that was a cool place. But it's fucking gorgeous there. So yeah. I I could imagine growing up there was probably.
1: I never got into like the live music scene, or no. and uh, I hear a lot about it. Yeah, you know, I was never you know because I I was born and raised there, but I moved up to canada when i was 15 so yeah not a whole yeah, lot of me, not opportunities not a, for yeah and i wasn't even i wasn't marshes. even really a musician at the time i was listening yeah. to a radio station called 90.5 the edge it's out of uh, uh clayton valley high school which is in in clayton i believe clayton valley um sort of in the east bay and uh they played they were playing like primus they were playing yeah. tool they were playing you know pearl jam they were playing nirvana like all like all you know, that great nineties shit. All the great nineties shit and you know, the grunge stuff and everything is a lot of fun. So that's what I was listening to, but that was still pre uh musician Rob. Sure. I was just like a just like a skate rat, you yeah. know, I just cut school and went skateboarding all day and we would take the BART train to San Francisco sometimes and just go nice. skate there for the day or for the weekend and but yeah, I wasn't I was never old enough to go to bars, never went to any like live music shows. Sure. I think uh Actually, once I think we went to like a high school. My friend Calvin had a, a friend that was in a battle of the bands at his high school, and so we had to drive to like Pleasant Hill or Walnut Creek or something like that. And uh, that was like my first time seeing a live band. Right, it was and your I buddy's was, band? And it was my buddy's buddy's band. Oh. So what, we just friend went to yeah, yeah, we okay. just went to sort of support mm-hmm. or check it out. Um, but anyways, yeah.
0: Nice man. So that's um was. Did you find that the skating? Were you like ripping like crazy tricks and stuff? Or, uh, an yeah, extent?
1: I don't know. I wasn't. You know, I was. I was on my way to to putting together what they called a sponsor me tape. We just you know right. pulled out the you know whatever the uh, the Sony Handy Cam or whatever, and yeah, yeah. You know, got some of your best footage, and then you would uh, take your VHS tape to. Um, the skate shop was called Oogabooga Beach. It's <laughs> a great name. Yeah, there was a couple of them. It was not it was kind of a chain, but there was there was one in Antioch and there was one in Concord, I think. Um, but anyway, uh, you take your sponsor me tape, they watch it and if they like what they see, they'll hook you up with like a sponsorship, which means you kind of ride for the shop and then you go to yeah. the skate competitions and you just kind of represent. You know, you go out and rep, man. you go rip and rep. Yeah.
0: So they would they would give you, like, a deck or yeah, Yeah, you know, you
1: can get free blank decks. Um, Sometimes you get, like, a, a, you know, a deal on shoes and, you know, things that you kind of need to keep yourself skating. Like, yeah, you need to go in sure. there and get new bearings or whatever the whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, but I never really, yeah, I never really got to that point. Because, sure. like I said, I was cutting school and, and everything else. And then eventually my dad just set me up to live with my mom. And that's kind of a a story in itself because my mom had already been living back in Canada for uh, a couple years before I moved up because my my parents had split up and I was still living with my dad. And then um, my mom decided that she was going to go trace her roots and move back to Ontario and see the reserve for the first time and, you know, um, started following, following all the, you know, traditional Uh, ways of you know the Ojibwe living on the reserve and going to the powwows and you know that whole cultural experience she like totally changed her whole life around and so she had been up here for a couple years and and um, I was just this rebellious teen and my dad couldn't handle me so eventually he was just like you know you're gonna go live with your mom now and then (laughs) and then uh, moving from the bay area to um, a native reserve was uh, quite a shock to begin with but also there just wasn't a whole lot of places to skate anymore. Like, sure. uh, we went to Sudbury on, on occasion because that's like the closest major center. Right. It's the closest, where the closest Walmart was, and, you know, a big oh, mall. Wow. And, um, and that's about an hour and a half drive from the reserve. Uh, so I did go and I got a skateboard. You know, I, I got my first Canadian skateboard. Yeah. Actually, I got a snowboard was the first thing because I came up in, in November oh. of 2000, and I think it was 2001, uh, November and uh you know my my grandma gave me some money for a snowboard cuz she's like I know you like to skateboard and there's a lot of snow up there and like <laughs> we've been to Lake Tahoe a couple times you know all that snow and you see it in movies like <laughs> there's like you know you're going to have like at least 4 to 5 months of that every year and yeah. so maybe you want want to try this thing and that could be what you do when there's snow you could try snowboarding actually I did get one and I took to it it was it was fun but uh I just, I still, I still can't do the Canadian winter. I just, yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, too cold. It is brutal. Yeah, yeah. The, ca- yeah. the The winter blues is a very real thing. You know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, shit. I mean, and it's, I think too, just the colder provinces are, are kind of rough. Um, I, I spent a lot of time in uh, in British Columbia, and nice. specifically on Vancouver Island, which. Unless you're, like, way up in the mountains, mm-hmm. you don't really encounter a whole lot of snow. Like, they still get snow, but yeah. not
1: like we do in Ontario. Right. Or- and the the climate is, um, it's drier. Yeah. Um, so it's not such, like, a damp, cold, cold like a like a moist cold or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like in the summer, like, because I tour out west in the summer, so I, that's, that's the first difference I saw, was it was more like what I was used to growing up, where it was really... Like it could be a really hot day. Yeah. But it's only hot if you're in the in the sun. You go under a tree into the shade and you'll cool right down. Yeah. Whereas yeah. out here it's uh There's no escape. <laughs> it's just humid and it's humid. That's yeah, it, that's you know. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think a big part of that too is just being so close to the ocean. And you get that like kind of
1: Yeah. Yeah, that could be a part of it. Yeah, I don't know. I've haven't really spent a whole lot of time on the East Coast, so I don't know if that's you know, a thing too, but I mean, I guess Florida, Florida, you know, you're pretty close to the ocean down there in what, some the, places yeah. and it, yeah, that's humid. Florida is known for its humidity. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. never I mind. Know. I don't I'm know, a, know. I'm not a, not i am not a doctor, so I don't right. know, man. Yeah. Don't, me, <laughs> me neither. I'm not a scientist, you know, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> speak S- English dot <laughs> <You mean> scientists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit. Yeah.
0: So, um, were you still, how long did you do? You, you don't still skateboard, do you?
1: Um, yeah, I got a couple, I got a longboard. Really? Yep. Oh shit, cool. Yeah. I have a longboard and I have uh, a little cruiser board that I bought on tour last year because we were in, um, Penticton, uh, touring with Pat Temple and, uh, uh have you ever been to Penn, It's Okanagan, Val- Okanagan Valley in, uh, British Columbia, um, Okanagan, know, probably like, when I was a kid or whatever. Yeah. It's like South of, uh. Camloops, I want to say Is then that... definitely definitely yeah because
0: Okanagan sounds super familiar
1: but like yeah Penticton's um Penticton's just like this really beautiful town like right, right on the lake mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. the highway that's kind of leading up to it um there's there's a big it's almost like the Hollywood sign but it says Penticton right and then you get to Penticton and there's a big huge beach It looks like a little California town. Like it's it's oddly very Californian in my from what I remember, you know, growing up, and when I'm there, and so there's all kinds of people on skateboards riding around. There's like you know hot rods, convertibles, and like you know girls in bikinis and rollerblades, like that typical sort of what you would think, like you know Venice Beach or whatever, almost. Like it looks like that, So, so. Anyway, I, I usually bring a skateboard with me on tour. Nice, because you know when we have days off, and if we're just we don't have to drive anywhere, if we have like a couple day stretch, we're in the same place. I like to just disappear from the group and you know skate off. Like I, I kind of know uh, the geography of a lot of Canadian cities because I'll just leave and I'll just skate start skating in one direction and then maybe I'll head west skate for a few blocks that way and you know just kind of go around and do my little touristy thing but on a skateboard so i bought this little cruiser deck just so i can get around it's not for doing tricks i've done a kickflip on it but i won't want to try it again because yeah i broke my arm once skateboarding and that was just around the time i started playing bass and i was playing for a band and uh we were actually supposed to open up for finger 11 in sudbury for this like thing that the radio station was doing and and then I broke my arm, so that so they had to get another bass player, and I don't even think they ended up doing it because the guy just couldn't learn the material yeah. fast enough or whatever. And yeah, yeah it was actually this uh. band called Pop Psycho. and I think we still have a MySpace page. Oh wow! Yeah, so the band in playground of the internet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone remember MySpace? Yeah. Um, Pop Psycho. Yeah, so that was cool. But I did, yeah, broke my arm skateboarding. So I don't. I don't throw myself down handrails anymore, and I, I try not right. to be progressive about it. It's like I kind of just stick to what I know. Right. And that's kind of the approach I always had uh, right. skateboarding, and I find a lot of Californians um, that are skateboarders um, have this devotion to style. And you know, if you've ever seen any, like the documentaries, like Dogtown and Z-Boys. Yeah, I have some of them. And then there's like the, the movie that they made, um, yeah. like the actual motion picture. Um, yeah. But I'm talking about the documentary where they talk about and it's a very real thing, like, the style. It's like, you can have, you know, you can have, like, 50 tricks in your bag. Right. But, like, if you look really shitty doing them, then it's not really, that's not cool, you know? Right. It's not cool to be able to do all these, like, trick, 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 trick. Like, I could do all these flip tricks. and But if you look really, you know, kind of sketchy doing them, then it just, this, you know. Yeah. Like, I got a few good tricks. Like, I still got a pretty good kickflip, you know what I mean? Sure. I'm very proud of my kickflip. All right. You know, flip it, catch it, stomp it, and uh, yeah. So I kind of stick to what I know. There, still skateboard, probably always will. Uh, It's just one of those things because I started really, really young, and I get a thrill out of it. And it's like it's kind of the only thing I do for like physical activity other than sometimes sometimes I play basketball or something like that. But I love skateboarding. I just love skateboarding. I'll always love skateboarding. I, I I tried to do it. I did it for about a year.
0: And then I wiped the fuck out really bad, and I was a walking scab. Yeah, for a little while. Yeah, it was it was pretty nasty, and that kind of that was kind of the end
1: yeah. of that. I don't know if you can see that, but uh, I got a yeah, this on little elbow, elbow thing because yeah. I skate goofy footed, which is with your right, 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 right foot, foot forward. Yeah, and anytime mm-hmm. you would you know if you hit a little pebble or whatever, you're just eh, you come to a <laughs> you come to a halt, but then your body keeps going. Yeah, and I would always brace myself with my fucking elbow, so like I'd have a huge like chunk out of my you know yeah. my skin and then that would scab over so i'd have like this big like raisin looking thing like you know yeah always there and yeah. then and then i'd keep skating fall knock the scab off and then it would just make the the cut sort of deeper and then so the scab will yeah. like i don't know it's after a while i got this gnarly Turns gnarly some, scar
0: yeah i was gonna say some gnarly scar tissue yeah. going on yeah <laughs> California Raisin on your elbow
1: that's right yeah <laughs> California Raisins those yeah. guys were cool
0: they were okay. I actually still have one of those little action figures from when I was nice I was a little kid nice I'm yeah. a bit of a weird little pack rat like do you yeah. remember my pet monster remember that was oh, that like show? a Tamagotchi
1: no it was a cartoon show oh okay from yeah like no, no. alright Never mind then yeah. <laughs> <All> <laughs> we'll right. leave that alone <laughs> yeah. I actually had some California Raisins bed sheets when I was a kid did you yeah. that's yeah. awesome I had, I had Smurfs and Star Wars nice Ah. Uh, cool they were handy so I think uh <laughs> my friend John John Dewar still has his uh, he's a bit of a pack rat himself like uh, you know Dewar I do yeah he's nice. he still has uh he's got t-shirts from like seventh grade that wow. still fit him and he'll wear them sometimes and like <laughs> that's crazy um when he was uh, roommates with me he was using um a Smurfs uh blanket for his wind like to for, cover his window curtain, curtain. Kind of yeah, thing, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first time I had seen like one of those I remember those too like they yeah. all look the same with like the green bushes and there's just That's like the right. Smurfs in different mm-hmm. settings and yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah two apples high yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck okay sorry about that kind of digressed it's okay. a little
1: bit I find this is the way that these go right
0: yeah typically mm-hmm somebody says something you're like oh yeah that thing
1: yeah that's I life. find yeah. I I'm already finding like as I'm talking I'm thinking about like two three other like you know tangents I can go off on. Yeah. I'm I'm really trying really hard to stay on top
0: that's on all right a, man I topic I'm I'm not in a rush to get anywhere cool I mean not yet anyway not till about four o'clock what's so, going on at four uh, I gotta have dinner with the in-laws oh okay right yeah. on yeah try to you know appease everybody yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well I mean that and their they're stellar cooks so oh so there you go yeah it's not all bad and no well no, <laughs> i'm just kidding no, I'm kidding. they're very cool people to hang out with 98 percent of the time
1: that's good yeah that's good
0: so which is which is not pretty every, those uh, are good odds for yeah in-laws. exactly that's what i hear yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You got, you from, got from what i understand i mean yeah. i've never really had a a bad go within this is my first go around being married and hopefully my last
1: so yeah yeah <laughs> that's kind of the hope when you when you do tie the knot i think is yeah it? i you think know? so She's like, well, I'll give this a shot. And, you know, <laughs> see how this
0: goes for a couple months. Nobody really says, like,
1: you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it three times. So I'm gonna give yeah. it three. Third time's the charm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't work after three, then I'm maybe I'm just not meant to be married. Anymore. Yeah. So, you know, you're paying. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um. So uh, yeah. Uh, you you got a snowboard and you tried that for a little while. Yeah, that's uh, right.
1: And then uh, just kept uh, kept living up here and skateboarding in the summer sort of where I could um but uh, ultimately I I got a base and -hmm. I still have my first base that uh my mom actually got me for my birthday from a a hawk shop in Manituaning Ontario which is on the island of Manitoulin uh see what happened was um when I was still living in California uh, my dad's mom so my my grandma on my dad's side uh, has a sister that lives in Honolulu so she went to visit um for you know whatever a couple of weeks and when she came back she brought ukuleles for all of the grandchildren oh nice yeah and um all my cousins were kind of like athletes and jocks and right. you know they, they didn't really take to it i'm like a skate rat and i'm listening to fucking all this like rock and roll and heavy you know grunge music and stuff like that and whatever i can get my hands on that i liked and it was you know I listened to a lot of stuff that was in skate videos like we used to get like 411 video magazines and like anything that like you know the shorties would put out zero would put out some stuff and they always have music credits and so that's like a lot of my mixtapes were just like songs that i heard from watching skate videos right
0: he was like all those music credits so there was yeah there was a lot of
1: punk a lot of metal a grunge and a lot of like a lot of hip-hop and stuff like that you know um but anyways uh so we all got these ukuleles and i was the only one that really kind of spent any time with it sure um and sort of just picked it up and, you know, I'd hear something on the radio and then I'd just by ear kind of, you know, get the basic melody of what was happening. either yeah, it was yeah. the vocal or whatever it was in the song. Yeah. Um, but I was, I, 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 it was obvious that I had like a, a natural sort of knack for it kind of right off the right. hop. Yeah, yeah. And, um. And then my friend Calvin, who I was telling you about, that took me to that Battle of the Bands once upon a time. Right. He was starting to get into bass. And so I was thinking to myself, like, this is just like a, a, a miniature version of what he plays because it's got four strings. And because right. like, I don't know, I don't know jack Nothing. fuck all about yeah. it. So tuning, I'm just like and, yeah. tuning or anything. So yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I kind of would. I remember thinking like, okay, so this is the lowest string and this is the highest string. So I just by ear I would just make it sound like that. Right. Didn't know anything about fifths or, you know, anything like that. But yeah. uh, anyway, he let me he lent me his bass a couple times and then I had another friend named Joey who procured this and to this day I'll never know what it is. I think it was a harmony. It was a, a really nice uh, like like a white, like a off white sort of bass and uh the one thing I remember about it was it had those like it wasn't ivory, but it looked like that sort of color, um, pickup switches, pickup selectors, oh, like the right. ones that kind of like, like yeah. the up and down. And they're sort of like, uh, at your hand above the strings. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and there was like two or three of them and that's, you could just turn the pickups on or off. Oh, and that, that's what those cool. were. So I, th- I think it was a harmony. I'm not really sure. Right. Um, but, uh, I got my hands on that. And so this is still before I moved to Canada and I'm living, you know, with my dad and I have this thing in my room and, I remember I still like remember you know when you're beginning and you're starting and uh, you're you're playing whatever note uh, with your left hand and you're trying to make sure that your right hand is plucking the string of yeah. the note that you're holding yeah yeah so um, I had this weird kink in my neck when I would like you know I'd look at my right hand and then I'd look at my left hand and I'd look at my right hand and there was this little click that would happen. And it wasn't until I got comfortable with actually, you know, that that sort of thing sort of came natural. Yeah, that went away, and I never experienced it again. But I, but that, like, that's just like one little, you know, thing that I remember was that yeah. click in my neck that would happen when I was trying to like, you know, make sure I was like, okay, so I'm over here and I'm over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably from like tensing up, right? From being yeah. like, I
0: gotta make sure I have this right. And yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and I, I'm 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 holding my hands out kind of like this, like I would be playing an electric bass right sure. now. But um, obviously I was using a pick because I didn't know any better, and I'm listening to like system of a down and nirvana and stuff like that and those guys use picks yeah for sure. so i was yeah that's kind of what i mean to say but uh anyway um i didn't i didn't get i didn't get a whole lot of time spent with the bass before you know my dad was just like you know you're going to canada and <laughs> that's kind of a sad story in itself there's a, a bit of a sad way he he did that he was just kind of like you want to go visit your mom for the holidays and i said sure came up and then like january rolled around february rolled around i'm like hey mom like when am i going home she's like oh you didn't know you are home so he kind of in a way he kind of conned me into doing that yeah so that's kind of i'm sorry to hear that yeah well Well, we didn't talk for a couple years after that but uh we we we, we talk now and it is what it is you know i forgave him, and and you know i kind of understand that uh i was probably a bit of a handful for a, a single dad and sure you know and that's all fine and dandy but uh it worked out for me because you know, I was cut in school, but my grades were suffering. It was like, I, I had no, you know, direction. It was just like, my, right. my dad basically put it to me like, you're either going to end up in military school or you're going to end up living with your mom in Canada. Right. Um, never gave me the, the choice. Like he could have, right. he could have just as easily signed me up for military school and put me on a bus, Right. but he never did that. He just, you know, he figured my mom would probably want to see me. Right. It was after a couple of years kind of thing. So, sure. um, and then, so that's how I ended up in Canada. Wow. And so that was, yeah, 2001, November. So spent the whole winter, did the Christmas thing and then, you know, spring rolled around the thaw. Um, so I was in 10th grade. Was like my sophomore year down mm-hmm. in Antioch, I left. So I didn't actually go back to school until September of two thousand and two. Like I was supposed to graduate in two thousand four with my that was my graduating class. Right. Uh ended up graduating a year later because after I moved up here I didn't go to school for the rest of that year. I just kinda right. lived on the reserve and sort of uh, took my time adjusting. Sure.
0: Yeah, well it's pretty big culture shock I it think. was
1: yeah it was but you know you kind of take it in stride and sure yeah i mean i didn't have a choice really basically yeah. really so yeah. um so i told you know she was kind of like what, what are you into you know i was like well i was playing a bass and uh, i did make a couple friends uh on the reserve that um this one guy uh, his name's brian he had um he was really in the blink 182 he had the Tom DeLong Strat with just the volume knob. Right. He had the Marshall mm-hmm. stack, you know, in his in his little basement. You know, it was like kind a about, full stack or uh, a half stack. Yeah, yeah, half like stack, but ten? still the the Fort Fortan and then the head. Nice. Yeah, he could have just as easily got that other Fortan cabinet or whatever they yeah, whatever yeah. they do there, but yeah, he had a Marshall half stack, so basically way more than he needed. But yeah, of course. Like he like his family was doing pretty well um, on right. the reserve. Like his parents were. You know, I wouldn't say well off but they, they 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 were doing they were doing okay uh anyway so he got he got to have that stuff and um he was like uh you know let's hang out let's start a band or whatever and so I was like yeah okay let's do this and I was talking to my mom about it and uh, my birthday's the first of August so that summer is kind of when I started meeting people because you know it's it's a reserve so it's pretty small and my mom would be like uh you have like a pile of cousins over here and you have cousins over there like I can, intro- um, she's introducing me to people and being like, this is your cousin, so-and-so, this is this person, this is that, and, you know, just sort of feeling it out and seeing who I gelled with, and then yeah, ended yeah. up gelling with this guy Brian, and he had a guitar, and so yes. my mom bought me a bass for my birthday, like, went to the hawk shop, and i Picked it out. It's just a it's a Squire P bass, you nice. know. It was just a black body with a white pick yep. guard, like just run of the mill, as straight up as you can get.
0: First bass I ever had too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I still have it. I, uh That's I, awesome. Eventually, I took the frets out of it because I got into like I was a big Primus fan, obviously, and some of the stuff that he did with the the fretless bases. I was just like that tone is completely different. Mm-hmm. I really like that, so I ended up taking the frets out of it and filling the slots with like a. A hardwood and then shaving it off so it's it's not just wood filler when you see my base right. it's not wood filler where the frets were it's actually wood so i'm yeah. pretty proud of that yeah as a young would-be carpenter luthier right. I never actually did any other woodworking ever before or after that. (laughs) That was the one project? Yeah, I was just kind of like. I've played that
0: bass. It feels fucking good, man. Yeah. So kudos. I didn't know you were the one that did that. Yeah, 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 I was. You did a really good job. Thanks, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a couple, you know, like the the corners are missing. Like some of the wood just sort of chipped as I was like shaving off the excess. Yeah. Because you put it in and then they're all like sticking up like that high and then you you shave off the excess and then sand it all down. But um, anyway, yeah, I need new strings on that right now because I put some. Uh, Pat Temple just got some um, flatwounds for his old, uh, he's got an old 70s jazz bass. Mm. And uh, he put these flatwound strings on it. And he was like, oh, man, this is the tone. This is the sound. This is like James Jamerson. Like, it's like so, you know, R&B and so, like, funky and yeah. soulful. That bass, that thump thump. you know, yep. palm muting with the, thumbing with the, you know. Yep. Um, so he's like, you got to put these strings on your bass. And, and like... So I did, and and the tension was so much, and I, my my trust rod's already pretty maxed out on it. Right. So I was bowing quite a bit, and the action was really high. So um, that bass, particularly, I've always kind of had pretty light gauge strings on because right. I was the thumping and I, I like the thumping and popping, Larry yep. Graham and Les Claypool style. Yeah, was kinda, yeah, yeah, It just seemed easier on that. And uh, when I started listening to Stanley Clark, he plays a piccolo bass, which is like you know the piccolo bass. Yeah, it's like a yeah tuned almost like it's almost like a guitar but yeah it's like is it a full octave uh i, I can't re- i don't recall i think it is i think I th- it is yeah i thought so too like it's like really it's like heavy gauge guitar strings but yeah. just the e to g yeah yeah, yeah. which yeah, i'm pretty sure it's the I, same register i think as i bizarre. i did order a set of piccolo strings off the internet once and i put them on that bass but then mm-hmm. i had to take them off because they were buzzing in the nut because uh, i have yeah. a like a, a cop or bronze bronze nut or brass nut Right. and that it's not it's not like a plastic, plastic or a bone thing. it's just yeah. like the, the metal one I think it's brass right. um and it's already been filed to shit because somebody had like heavier gauge strings in it at one point before right. i bought it and so when i put the piccolo strings in, it just seemed to sort of buzz right up in there and clacking around yeah Too but it space. was a lot of fun to it was a lot of fun to be able to slap on it and you yeah. you, you barely got to touch it and it's just like boom, you know yeah. it just, you get that punch right away yeah yeah so i could totally understand where stanley clark was coming from uh, but yeah, put the uh, always had you know, I had to take those strings off it, so now it's just kind of sitting, hanging out. But I've been playing my K all all the, all the time, my upright. Right. That's yeah. just like all I play nowadays. Yeah. Well, you rock the shit out of the upright. Thank you. Yeah, I have a lot of fun. Yeah. Have a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a very cool instrument. I I kind of miss playing one because I started to get like I mean I was I was never like good at you know what I mean like I was like not to a point where I want to play a show with one, but I was starting to get where I feel like, I don't know, I'm like another six months and I would have been comfortable enough to play on stage when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you know, school ended and I had to give the bass back to my instructor that lent it to me. Right, yeah, yeah. And um, it just... Uh, uh, I haven't really played one a whole lot. Like, I mean, every once in a while, I'll pick one up at work or like if somebody's got one and I'll play with it for yeah. like maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. But that's, as you know, that's mm-hmm. not enough. You gotta mm-hmm. be, you gotta be working that shit on the daily. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah.
0: I do miss it? Because it's, it's very cool and very different techniques required to play it. Yeah, no. and
1: from one to the next too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? to go back and forth. Yeah. My first That's one, funny. my first one that I bought, I got it for eight hundred bucks off a of guy on Kijiji in Welland, Ontario. Mm. And it was uh, Andrew Shedden. Uh, you know Andrew. Yeah, yeah. He uh He actually drove me down there because I told him I was getting this upright, and he was just like, "Yeah, I kind of want to go on a in a rootsy sort of sort of direction," and I was his bass player at the time. So right. You know, I was just like, I found this upright bass. I just need to get down to. Welland, I don't even know where it is, and he's like, "Oh, it's you know, it's a bit of a drive, but you know, I'll take you down there. We'll go get it." Cool. And we went down, and take took a look at it. I mean, for eight hundred bucks, I I got an eight hundred dollar upright base. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was just completely like plywood. I'm pretty sure it was Chinese made. There was nothing, you know. You look through the f hole. There's no sticker that indicates where it was made or what it right. is. Um, the the neck was like the, the a baseball bat. Yeah, it was just <laughs> fucking huge. Um, it was a maple fingerboard which was um they use what they do is they ebonize it you know right. quote unquote ebonize it and they basically stain it black with like a leather dye yeah and they make it look like it's ebony but after you you know and it had steel strings so right. after you play it for a while and you're slapping on it with steel strings yeah
0: that takes the, that <laughs> the, dye takes, right the off. takes the dye off
1: <laughs> and then it starts to take the wood off i had yeah. like I had like ridges, like, you know, oh, long, wow. big, long ridges like in almost the fingerboard. Scalloping your, your there were scallop, yeah. <laughs> but like the wrong you know, the wrong the way, way. Like yeah. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Uh, so you'd be playing and all of a sudden your string would be like in a Grand Canyon on your phone. <laughs> yeah. So Oh man. Anyway, that was my that was my kind of intro to it. So that I learned how to play a certain my, my technique was sort of shaped. By that bass for sure, and then uh, later on, when I got my K, and we can go into that, how that ended up happening yeah, yeah. was um, it completely changed because the, the neck on the K is a lot smaller, um, just the feel of the bass entirely, yeah, it's just so different.
0: Oh, absolutely! You know? Like, just, I've, I find that with uh, like just bass guitars as well. Like, if I'm playing my Dean or if I'm playing my Fender or if I'm playing my well, my sound gear. My SDGR, I play pretty similarly to the Dean, cause they have very similar necks and similar body shapes and stuff like that. But um, when we were when we did the tone clinic, I was playing that Fender Jazz. Yeah. And I play that very very differently than I'll play, you know, just about anything. So yeah, yeah. I I totally agree with. I mean. From one instrument kind of, to yeah, the other, I mean, yeah, it totally changes everything yeah. that you're doing, mm-hmm. and it can be. Uh, kind of weird for a second to like almost recalibrate your brain to yeah be like
1: uh, yeah here we go. okay yeah. okay now i got it yeah, yeah exactly, exactly yeah. yeah and it comes down to like tone too like sometimes oh, yeah. like when i like the k just has an amazing tone so like i actually i took a couple solos last night because nice. sometimes i take a bass solo Why not? and this fucking k like i could i literally just played one note like for yeah. like the first like you know i could do a whole i could do the whole the whole measure with just one note and just kind of mess around with it. Yeah. Just because you really just you're ju- really just giving them the tone. Yeah. You're giving out the tone and it sounds really good and you can play dynamically like start kind of soft and then pick it up a little bit. But yeah. But you're just riding one note, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, whereas the other bass is just like I, you know, I would just kind of clackety clackety clack, slap bass slap bass as fast as I could and. Yeah. You know that was still sort of like you know when you. When you're an early musician, you just want to play as fast and as hard, and like how
0: many notes can I fit into this bar? Exactly, like, oh, you yeah. You don't always have
1: to do that. So that was that <laughs> was my approach to uh, to upright bass uh, was at first was just but with the slap, like yeah, yeah. You know, I was watching guys like Ryan Weber, you right. know, playing, and I was just like Jesus fucking Christ, like this fastest, and it's still he's to this day like he does he does stuff with his right hand that I don't really get. Yeah. Um, that dude's a monster. Yeah, Rico was actually uh, we, we we've been spending some time together. He Come, hangs out, you know, every once in a while, and we're we're kind of swapping bass stuff. Yeah, you know, because he wants to learn. He wants me to teach him sort of my technique, the way I do slap. Because right. he's hanging out with Ryan a lot, because he's in the Weber Brothers. Yep, and um, he kind of like he, he was showing me kind of how he knows how to do it. Right, and it's very very much like Ryan does it right like, that's like exactly because like like again like from one bass to the next like ryan's bass is probably set up it's very different maybe a higher action yeah you really got to get your fingers under the string and then slap it in a certain sort of way sure um and then so um what was i saying yeah anyway you just uh fuck where was i going with that swapping
0: ideas base ideas swapping base ideas rico. with
1: rico um yeah uh he's got this uh this way to do like a, it's like a double slab, like a da uh, da but there's three, there's three like kind of hits before the note, right. So it's like da da you know, right. You know, so know, the know, that first that, two
0: are like muted percussively.
1: The first three. The
0: first three are. Yeah, oh. so it's
1: like da da, and then finally the note. Oh,
0: so it's like a triplet, and then like, yeah. So like, instead of like, because I could triplet do,
1: pop, I could do a triplet, which a triplet is the very last one is the note. Yeah, yeah, da note, da note. Yeah, yeah, But he's got this da note, da da note note being the the note yes uh uh, so rico kind of knows how to do that and he sort of showed me that and i was like dude i've always like i've always like seen ryan do that i'd never really understood how he was getting that many that many slaps before the note and he kind of laid it out for me so thanks rico for sharing that uh ryan weber (laughs) secret that i've always kind (laughs) of wanted to know and he could do it so fast. So anyways, yeah. Was, yeah. That, you know, so when, I, when I got my first one, that was one of my influences. And so I was just like as fast as I could and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Um, just, I, I just want to see if like there's um, like any kind of parallel between the skating and the, and the music itself. Um, I mean, obviously, because you're like watching these videos and, and looking up the, the music credit list and stuff like that. But it, to learn tricks on a skateboard obviously requires discipline. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. cause you're going to wipe out, you're going to fall on your ass and you're going to have to get up and do it again. Yep. You know, and just keep on repetition, doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you find that like doing the repetition of that stuff translated to, to the music? Or? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. That, uh, that discipline, uh, it's you can be you can apply that to anything for sure and like I anything just, that requires a lot of repetition exactly yeah, yeah. and i just watched uh, a video recently i don't know if it was, i think it was a ted talk or it was like a tedx or you know one of like the side things yep um but they were talking about um teaching yourself how to do something uh just by thinking about it right and so a lot of it is and and so i did a lot of that like growing up skateboarding it's like when you I'd just be daydreaming sitting at, you know, in class, Mm -hmm. you know, in high school or or middle school and just thinking about, thinking about that kickflip down the three set and like where I can, and like, and I can visualize, like there's a certain three set that we would all skate at and I I knew where every little crack was like leading up to it. I knew the best approach to it. I knew the best place to land where you can like land and there's no cracks and you just skate away clean. Yeah. So, you, you know, I'd find myself just sitting in class daydreaming about how to land whatever trick down this and, and make it look good. And yeah. I'll get into that in a second. But the, the whole approach to skateboarding with um, keeping style in mind right is kind of important, the most important part. It is skateboarding. I mean, it's yeah. like, because it stems from surfing. And uh, they were listening to uh, guys doing, um, hello, Oh, skateboarding. Uh, Maybe we'll just... Sorry. Hang on. What, what's up? Sorry, Bob's
0: here. Bob? Bob, Bob Bar- Barrow? Barrow is, here. is here? Yeah.
1: Bob Barrow? I don't know who this is.
0: Holy shit. Sorry, um, that's the only reason bring why him in. Okay. Bring him in for a second.
1: Okay. Wow, got, this is a fucking treat. We got a special guest. We got a special guest Uh, kind of interrupting... It's a okay. Show. But, uh, this is amazing. Just so I know, because I'm, I'm still a little fuzzy, because uh, last night I had a yeah. show, and I did I did some drinking. So yeah, just, no, that's okay. Um, I'm on skateboarding, and I'm on style. Yes, okay. skateboarding and style. And skateboarding and will... style. How that relates to learning music, learning anything... Uh, okay. And yeah,
0: and I'm I'm assuming we're gonna make the, the style compare, like, always keeping style
1: in mind to the way you play music as well, I'm sure, is coming down the it's pipe. D- yeah, definitely, and, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of that, yeah, yeah, definitely, because I don't, I'm still learning theory, as it is right what now, the,
0: so. I'm a professional, I just dropped the hell in on show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how you doing, Bob? Good, how are you? I'm
1: Rob. This is Rob. Nice to meet you, Nice Rob, to meet Rob. you. Hey, what the fuck, what are you doing here? We just came to see uh, Jack and the Kids last night, so Oh my god. back to... Heading back to Toronto, so we thought we'd oh, drop in. Hey. Yeah, me too. And Ariel
0: Fisher's Hi. here as well. Hi there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're still recording. Yeah, we're in the middle right. of the show. Um <laughs> penis. Totally interrupting, yeah. stealing the limelight. Totally, oh, totally, totally penis. Totally penis. Yeah. Plus, so much penis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh not only in addition to the great Rob Foreman, we also have the a frame of park cast <laughs> in the studio at six this has never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like the fucking Avengers of sixty six <laughs> right now. <laughs> streams have crossed. Oh, God. I feel so out of the loop right now. It's all right. It's a lot of
0: weird, like, comic book movie nerdy shit. Um, We
1: have a film podcast called The Frame Apart. We've been guests on his show twice, so we talk about movies... Every and now we take him to just crashing his other interviews. Yes, because our egos are so it. huge that they cannot fit within this room. How we're going to a make, make a point of uh, dropping in on these guys when they're... When yeah, they're I'll just the I'll time. just bring you
0: to Toronto. Yeah. And we'll just show up. <laughs> yeah. Show up, in the middle of recording. Come on like, in. Like, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Wow, crazy. Uh, how long are you guys in town for? We're heading back. Like right now.
1: Yeah. I, I told him he should drop a line and be like, yo, we're going to be around... But he's like, no, 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 it'll be great. I'll we'll so just surprise him in the spontaneity. It's we'll the spice of life. You know? Yeah. have got to keep him on his toes. He's obviously <laughs> exactly. a very lazy person with his show and his music, his career. and so oh, yeah. got to keep so going. <laughs> it's not it. like this
0: is episode 19 and, and last is week. This is 19? This is 19, last week, um, episode... 18. No, th- no, this is... Smart guy, Matt. <laughs> well, no, like, I mean, in the timeline of actually what's being released, um what what are we at March eighteenth? Nineteenth. Nineteenth. March nineteenth. Um, so the episode it's that 19th would have episode on the nineteenth. Yeah, there you go. It's oh, so like it's the champagne episode.
1: <laughs> look at that look
0: at us. <laughs> <laughs> that's so this so ball. Soda yeah, that's the right. Island. Um the wet yeah, no, uh, what, what would have aired last time? Episode 10, would have, like, uh, in, at March. Round of applause, in, yeah. oh, there you go, thanks. Yeah, All right. we're, we're literally just... You're just gonna get get Arby's
2: dipping in and out? In <laughs> yeah, you're gonna just That's drink some Arby's? Beast. Yeah, nice. Can't drink. get in
1: Toronto, man, so I gotta get it when I can. can't? There's, There's no, no Arby's in Toronto? The, the whole fucking city, nothing. What the? Yeah. Wow,
0: this is crazy. That's too bad. It was, like, the only thing he
1: could eat as a kid, so he was very obsessed. If he
0: could take it intravenously. He would. <laughs> wow, I would
1: do things to that
0: all right. I work there? So, okay, so hello, goodbye, <laughs> yeah, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Yeah. All right. No time to well, stay, no time to... Yeah. no time to... say hello, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Like what you said. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Probably pretty much, much verbatim. <laughs> I'm glad we saved time. All right. right.
1: Yep, right Jesus, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It was good to meet you, man. Yeah, you too, Bob. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hopefully yeah, no one you, uh, no one else busts in what on what you guys. I hope somebody does. It makes it for really interesting, you know, kind of, you know. We'll leave and
0: start talking shit.
1: Yeah, yeah like, who the f- who was that fucking jerk off anyway? Like, you know. <laughs> Rob's actually a crazy
0: bassist. Oh, well, like, multi instrumentalist, really, but. Comm- committable. But, uh, yeah, yeah, committable. <laughs> <laughs> There's been medication. Uh-huh, yeah,
1: they've tried everything. Like, it's just. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Uh, uh,
0: a highly skilled bassist, uh, uh, I think, is it. probably.
1: We were just talking about uh, the correlation between, because I grew up skateboarding, and the devotion to style in skateboarding you can have a ton of tricks but if you don't look good doing them then you're just not really a good skateboarder you know if you got a good style then you're a pretty good skateboarder and how that ties into music and learning anyway yeah
0: and the discipline of the repetition to to nail down tricks and and putting that into practice for music as well Mm -hmm. so that's uh that's what we were talking about before you guys so blatantly
1: fucking intruded to my home but we did it with the end now. show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would have been great if you just like like came in and came to this door and just started pounding, the, you know, just do, 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 hello. Is anyone here? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. No, put a, a strainer in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, All right. My god. Okay. Enjoy the rest of
0: your show. Yeah. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Okay. I'll talk to you later. I'll be sure to cheer you out on the phone. All right, all right. Well, there you go. Um, yeah,
1: see, I want to hang out with them some other time. Yeah, they seem like really nice people.
0: They're they're a lot of fun. Yeah, especially they, if you get a couple of drinks in them.
1: Oh, I can tell. I can tell. I can you already get, tell. It gets messy. Speaking of which, um, do you want another one? Yeah, if that's. Uh, yeah. Um, I could just keep. I could just. Yeah, keep you can going keep on rattling on about
0: rattling on. That's so rude. You can continue to discuss <laughs> your thoughts on, on yeah. uh, the disciplinary crossover of yeah. style and repetition from skateboarding to music whilst I grab you a couple of pints. Do you want a couple or just one more?
1: Might as well grab me a couple all so right. that we don't have to do this again. You're right. Yeah. I'll be right back. So uh, I was talking about the... Uh, and this is weird because now I'm alone in the room. I'm all alone in the room, but I'm going to talk about how the... Um, I play with style and I've always wanted to kind of make it look like I know what I'm doing uh, more than I do know what I'm doing if that makes any sense so when you watch me on stage it looks like I'm a veteran I've been playing for years I make it look easy and that's and that's what style is would you agree absolutely style is the art of making something look easy yeah when you can land a kickflip and when you ride away from it and your arms aren't flailing all over the place <laughs> because you're like trying to keep your balance it's like when you land you're perfectly balanced and then you ride away clean you make it look easy, and that's style. Yeah. So
0: I think also um, doing something like... Uh, it's probably a little bit different for... Do you want me to get that for you? I know your uh, hand's still a little... Uh, All I right. got
1: it. just got to use the t-shirt. There you go. Get um, some grip on
0: it. Now, yeah, because I... Like I said, I spent like maybe a year skateboarding, so my, my knowledge on that is... And I was 12. So my knowledge yeah. on that is incredibly fucking limited. Yeah. But um, I think also with style and music, um, at least... Uh, and I, it probably has something to do with... I, maybe there's crossover with know.
1: my playing yeah but, uh, i think it really helped because um and i was just kind of explaining uh while you were gone for a second there i wanted to get into it but it's just completely awkward sitting in a room feeling like i'm talking to myself <laughs> but, so i just kind of started feeling you know the garth like sitting there like uh i have to go i'm having a good
0: time <laughs> yeah <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> you have to spew spewing this yeah <laughs> so yeah so there is
1: that whole there is that whole um uh, way TV of TV. way of learning um mentally just by thinking of doing right. it The visualization uh, yeah. visualization and like really you know um so part of part of that that video or whatever the talk that i watched or listened to um they were talking uh, like uh, in a scientific level in your in your brain the synapses that travel down the the neural pathways um actually you do something repetitive you know over and over and over again yeah. and uh this uh this stuff called uh i think it's called myelin. um it actually starts to build over top of the neural pathways sort of like a or of like a protective shield in a way or if you want to think of it as like uh like a highway right and then the highway um just kind of has weird traffic maybe like like wild animals that occasionally cross and so they'll slow the cars down
0: right. and that's
1: just kind of how that's ty- typically happens normally right. but once you start practicing something over and over again uh, repeating it it's almost like that myelin. you're you're building walls ar- uh, right. on either side of the of the highway right so or that like the regular so, so that the cars can just yeah and so these fly, so yeah. these synapses and these uh, as they travel down the neural pathways they, they travel much faster and more efficiently right. and that essentially is what we call muscle memory so once you do something more repetitive like you right. do it enough it just becomes second nature it's like yeah. you know riding a bike so those everyone's got that in you know that myelin is built up over those synapses that are telling the body how to ride a bike how to right. balance how to pedal how to hold the handlebars and steer and yeah you know so um it was a really interesting sort of thing to, to listen to and, yeah. and kind of look at it from a, a scientific um, point of view. That's really um, cool. Yeah. What,
0: do you remember the presenter? The presenter's name? I don't. It was just,
1: <laughs> I, you know, it was one of those like scrolling down Facebook and it was yeah. just like, the you know, kind of like the science of learning. Like you can actually learn by just thinking of it. Um, I don't remember if I shared it or not. I think it might have been something that I would have shared if you look at my wall on Facebook. Uh, it might be there somewhere. Um, right, right. Anyways, it was very interesting. Nice. And uh, that kinda helps helps tie into the story a little bit. So I did use a little bit of that in skateboarding. And then I would go out to the three set and then like after, you know, sitting through, you know, math class and I'm just like, Oh, math class or whatever, like, Yeah, I don't like school. I right. wanna go skateboarding. So like <laughs> <laughs> after that, that's how yeah, I, that's how I yeah that was my yeah my self-talk was like that yeah. like, you know, that's the voice in my head so, <laughs> right you know that's why they call me the crazy bass player because yeah. I, like, voice is it. anyway uh <laughs> so then after class was over you grab the skateboard you go out to that three set and you've thought about it for the last 45 minutes sitting in class 40 minutes of class right and you you've got an idea of what you're going to do differently this time right yeah. and boom you land the trick and you ride away clean yeah and it's amazing um and all, all, all keeping in mind that devotion to style, which mm-hmm. we know now that style is basically doing something and making it look easy or, or like it's yeah. second nature. Or, yeah.
0: I think, too, so, uh, another component of style as well is, is making something obvious that it's you that's doing it. Like, I think maybe sure. it's, it's a little bit easier. Everyone's got in, their own
1: personal style. Yes. yes yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
0: That's, oh, yeah. But yeah. style as in like like swagger kind of style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah is that yeah. is that what you mean?
1: Um, like for making it look easy. Making it look easy. Yeah. Just making it look good. Yeah. Making it look natural. Yeah. You know, um, for sure. Making it look effortless is yeah. is kind of what I'm going with that. Right. Okay. You know, like um uh, I can't remember Skip Skip Engblem. he uh was one of the guys from the Zephyr uh skateboarding team. Right. He was the guy that was actually shaping the boards, um for the Zephyr team. Uh, making them look like miniature surfboards, essentially. Right. Um, but what he, the way he explained it was um, style is, you know, it, it is making something look easy, but it's also everyone's got their own unique individual style. Right. So it's like, you know, that guy has a really clean kickflip, so does that guy. But they don't look the same when they're doing it. Right. They've got their own unique flavor. Yeah, yeah. And the way he sort of, um, the analogy he used was, was blues music. He's like, every right. blues mu- musician will play the same three chords, mm-hmm. but the way that each individual plays those chords or or plays, you know, shapes their, you know, ties them together, Mm -hmm. that's their style. And it's, you know sometimes if you don't have style or if it's bad style, it's uh, you know, they called it cockroach style. When some guy would show up (laughs) on a skateboard and he would be doing this weird, like handstand thing. And he, he kind of looked like a figure skater, but with like a skateboard underneath him. And, you know, they kind of be like, ah, it's cockroach style, you know, like all these, all these guys were like, you know, riding skateboards as if they were surfboards and they're like getting really low and touching the ground and like doing bird slides and all these things that like made it look like you're on the waves and surfing. That's where we were before Bobby showed up. Thanks, Bobby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bob Barrow, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and his wife. Uh, I didn't get the, her name. Ariel. Uh, Fisher. Ariel. Ariel Fisher. That name sounds familiar. Why does that name sound familiar? Did she go to Adam Scott?
0: No. Uh, she was born and raised in Toronto. Um, you may know she her musician? She's, she's a film critic. Film critic. And he's a screenwriter.
1: Oh, okay. Um. And so... so we just had some heavies, and I'm just sitting here with my beer, just like you're interrupting my podcast. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 um. Well, sort of. I mean, they're. I. I mean,
0: I guess they're. They're heavy, sort of, in the way that, if you want to think about it, like in a, in our in our, like circle of friends, I guess. Yeah. We, you yeah. and I could potentially be
1: considered. We're heavy, man. Ha- yeah, we're. You we're, and I, we're we're heavy. We're sitting in your. We're sitting in your basement doing a podcast. I, yeah, like, that's
0: how. They've done two. They've done two. They had nothing better to do than to come here from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know, like, but you know, it's just, i mean, <laughs> that's so shitty. They're good at what they do. Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Undeniably, but you know, like, I don't know. It's, mm. it's just I a will. different. Me- it's a different medium.
1: I will have to check it out for sure. Yeah,
0: they actually—they—they they do have a pretty good podcast. Um, okay. And uh, it's—they—they they talk about uh, movies, really. Like, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, it's nice. a film podcast. Yeah. Very much like this one is. Uh, musician pretty heavily dominated by musicians Mm -hmm. um i have had other people from different like mediums come in and talk about like visual arts or acting and and, well because they've been on the show so right and uh, did you ever do any acting when you were a kid uh i know we're totally jumping off of what we were talking about but
1: that's okay we'll we'll go off um i had I, i did really well in uh in in drama class in in high school, right? And basically, our drama class was uh, we we just were, it was like whose line is it anyway all the time. Nice. And we did all those games. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I just dominated. I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never did any. I've never done any like film acting, but uh, mm-hmm. I have been in like I did stage uh, productions. Stage shit. productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a Cole Porter review, but I was uh, I sang one tune, and it's kind of like you you do it on a set. I was sitting on a box, and I sang Cole Porter's song. It's too darn hot. Right. Um, That was pretty fun. I mean, I just kind of sat on a box, snapping my fingers. It's too darn hot, you know. (laughs) The band was playing. And then I also did um, a a, a Disney music review.
2: Oh, And it was
1: a really small part. It was just uh, somebody was singing, uh, Someday My Prince Will Come. I think it's a Snow White or Someday My Prince Will Come. It's one of the, anyways, from one of the Disney movies. Like, is it, like, from one of the older classics? Yeah, okay. yeah. It was yeah. It was like Snow White, or one of the, its. Yeah, I think I think it is sure. Snow White. But anyway, so it's one day my prince will come, and uh, Shauna Blackwood was um, playing the part of the princess, right. and she's out there singing it. And my part was, like, at the very end of the song, it was just, like, someday, you know, she's like, someday my prince will come, it's, you know, someday, but until then, you know, and then I just kind of, like, walk out, and I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Like, she's like, <laughs> well, okay, I guess I'll take you, and then she jumps into my arms, and I carry her off off stage. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so nice. I'm not actually the prince. I'm just, like, who she settles for. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It was kind of, It was kind of. you know, the, the, it, there was, we had, we, we played around with it. Um, I mean, it was a Disney thing, but we also kind of, we had a little yeah. bit of fun with it. And, and nice. um, yeah. cool. um anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Uh where were we? Skateboarding, styling. Uh how so, they,
0: the, the Zephyr boys made it look like they were on water.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. uh anyway, yeah, that was the analogy that Skip Anglum used was the blues, the blues and yeah. And everyone has an individual style. So, um, on the topic of style and how I sort of the correlation between skateboarding and uh, the disciplines that sort of you 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 get from you know everyday skateboarding and uh, just relentlessly if you if you're not nailing a trick you just keep going and going and going until you do it and then once you're able to land it yeah. you keep doing it until you you land it making it look really good and, and confidently and making it some look some, effortless some style yeah. Yeah. yeah making it look effortless um, excuse me. So when I started playing bass, um, that was sort of the approach because right. I was totally faking it. I was I learned completely by ear, right. never had any never had any formal training of any kind in music other than um, Mr. Bemrose at Adam Scott. I had right. I, I took his guitar class, right? And I was kind of I was ahead of everyone in the class as sure. far as um, you know playing like you know. With my hands coordination, like a lot of people were very much beginner guitarists, and yeah, like you yeah. know, uh, and like
0: most people think in guitar class is going to be an easy credit. So they yeah. yeah For me, it
1: was a lot of well, other people. They were kind of like, oh my god, like you know, holy shit, this actually yeah. requires yeah. attention. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we all we all had to keep a journal of like our favorite music, and then we would like write down the genre and the year of a band that we listened to, and right. then we would share it with the class each day or whatever. And that's shit um, you're already
0: doing on your own anyway. Probably yeah, exactly. So or if if not. Actually, a physical list, a mental one. Yeah, most definitely. That's it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, that being my only sort of formal training, but before that, uh, that was yeah. The approach to music was sort of like fake it till you make it. Right. Um, although I'm not really sure what I'm doing. I know it sounds good. Um, mm. It wasn't. Yeah. I guess the whole style thing comes in as a performer once you hit the stage you need the yeah. stage because that that's that's where people are watching you it's like you if you're sitting alone in your basement you're not you know what i mean when i'm practicing in my bedroom yeah i'm not like doing what i do like last night like yeah, the pigs course. here. like i'm like you know i've spun, spun the bass maybe twice you know like yeah and, uh, you know, some of the faces that I make, or like, you know, the way I'm sort of my hands kind of flying around and I'm yeah, playing like the way that, your like, body moves and then tapping my foot a certain way, or like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, I that's all for the stage, and, and that's all to do with style and, and making it look yeah, effortless and absolutely and easy. While at the same time, um, like, I'm talking to guys like you and Rico and uh, my friend Tyson Galloway from uh, Coburg, Long McQuaid, he's a teacher there, mm. uh, bass player extraordinaire, complete well-rounded musician um and i'm starting to get uh more theory ideas from all you guys uh what i've sort of just floated along with um my ear and it's gotten me as far as far as it has yeah but you know you can i'm i'm pretty good on stage because like i'm you know i guess i'm fun to watch and I think so. I, I try to make it look I try to I try to make it a show, you know what I mean? Like I've always yeah. been an entertainer. Like growing up I was a class clown. I was like centre yeah. of attention everywhere and yeah, yeah. always good for a laugh, always trying to make people laugh and um, I think that makes for great stage performers, though. I really
0: do. Because yeah. I, was, I was very much the same sure. way. I mean, like, absolutely. I was, I was always just like, you know, and I, I had a lot of siblings and shit, So, and, and tons of cousins, so it was very much that, you know, striving for a... T- look at me! Look at me! Look at me! Yeah. You know? Because you know, everybody... And everybody was kind of doing it. So you had to be the... The biggest, the loudest, almost, the almost yeah, wackiest competing, order, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, in order to get that kind of like, oh, that was funny, mm-hmm. you know, like in order to get that, you had to be the craziest one. And, yeah. um, I'm sort of embarrassed to admit because I, do, I don't do it anymore, but when I was a kid, um, practicing and stuff, like once I started getting able to kind of be able to play decently enough, like in high school, like I mean. I've got recordings from back then and they're humiliating and I'd be mortified if anybody ever heard them oh I've got those too yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) but um, well enough for a high school student you know that had only been playing a couple of years but I had this great big giant mirror and I used to play in front of it and practice stage moves and stuff. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you like and the you rock see some, stance. Yeah, you know? and, and then you like see a couple of the moves that you did. And you're like, oh, that looks fucking terrible. So you kind of cut it, you know, yeah, and, like exactly. and just like shit like that. And then after a <laughs> while, you just start, you know, basically living on a stage. Which I mean, I think is pretty true for for both of us. Really, yeah. It's just that's that's second home. Yeah, you know, so it's like you get really comfortable doing it after a while, and yeah. um, Although sometimes I'll I'll see stills of when I'm playing, I'll be like, ah, I'm making that fucking face again. Yeah, (laughs) I have I have
1: this uh, this knack for looking like I'm really disinterested and like maybe even almost upset or like pissed off. Yeah, it's just you know that's just my. I'm That's concentrating. Yeah, yeah, I'm concentrating. Sometimes I get like the bass face with like the, the the tongue or like the bottom lip sort of like yeah. pops out. Or look, like, I'm making like a like a. It's basically a duck face, is what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Like you're doing a duck face because you're really into bass. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Same, same. And I have, yeah. and I, have just got this way of like just looking like completely like angry. when it, it's it's it's. I'm just right. all I'm doing is focusing, and yeah. people are like, "Are you okay?" Like, do you know, you look very aggressive. Yeah. You know. Like, are you all right? Like, do you need? do you need anything like yeah. i've i've been <laughs> accused of looking constipated oh when i'm on stage like I, sometimes was... i have been constipated on stage well, well yeah that's uncomfortable so,
0: sometimes that's just the case but then other times <laughs> it's like no i actually i had a very delightful dump <laughs> yeah prior to this show yeah, one no, push I'm, and, I'm fully regular and yeah <laughs> and get my metamucil i'm all empty right now yeah. um, <laughs> i'm good to go right huh?
1: yeah oh hmm. jesus yeah. So yeah, taking into account uh, the stage, that's where this st- mostly, mostly the the discipline of style sort of comes in. Yeah, um, absolutely, and but, honed there too. Yeah, exactly, and that's where you really start to craft it. And I played a lot of residency gigs and uh, like weekly gigs, and that's where you end up really start to really craft wh- who you who you are as a performer on a stage, because mm-hmm. that's completely different than when you're kind of doing the. Um, behind the scenes stuff in your bedroom with uh you know i've watched youtube videos of like bill black elvis's bass player and um you know obviously like ryan weber and uh this uh this band called batmobile was one of my first sort of their psycho billy band they're right. from the netherlands oh cool and they're not psycho billy in the sense that like they're they're it sounds like they're playing punk rock but they have an upright bass in the band right because i i mean i like my punk rock Mm-hmm. and I like my rockabilly, but don't I, don't, overlap. I don't really like them together. You know what right. I mean? Sure. It, like, a lot of these bands sort of sound like they're sound like the Misfits, but they have an upright bass, and and the bass tone is all it is. It's like... Yeah. It's just like... You can only get so much of that, and it's just like, oh my God, it gets retarded. <laughs> um, that was not PC. I'm oh, really sorry. Uh, anyway. Whatevs. What uh, I don't know. So, um... Yeah, uh... And that was sort of yeah, that's the behind the scenes thing where you, you're watching the videos and they, you're picking up you're picking up f- from different bass players so their take on style and that, that, that sure. falls into influences and everyone's got their influences and their, uh, their heroes and stuff like that. Oh, totally. And then you start to look at who they were listening to and, and uh, where they're getting their stuff from and um, it's really
0: f- really fun and interesting when you start tracing it back yeah you know, exactly like, like I
1: was a huge Primus fan yeah and then and then that's uh, that's how I discovered Jaco Pistorius yeah. and Larry Graham yeah and oh. we put those two guys together you basically get Les Claypool yeah pretty much in a way I mean not to really compare less with with um no, I with Jaco, but but yeah, like he's definitely took. There's th- that, there's a weirdness. <laughs> yeah, there's the weirdness, and there's like the virtuoso sort of like, yeah. and they each individually again had their own their own unique style. Larry Graham, of course, is credited with inventing the uh, funk slap bass um technique what a monster i know i have one of his records at home yeah. it's uh just this like it's have you ever listened to any of his his own like not not sly and the family stone or, yeah, or whatever but, but the Graham central station Graham central station but but not even that just larry oh, graham just larry graham yeah
0: not as much i'm definitely like my first introduction to him was. Sly, obviously. Yeah. Uh, But then uh, Graham Central Station, the first tune I ever heard by them was Pow.
1: I gotcha. Bam, bam, bam. That's what I was playing Um, in Coburg. Yeah. But yeah, I was yeah. playing a really slow version of it because it's yeah. like. But I'll just play it kind of like. <gasps> I recognize boom, that. Yeah, that's what it is. But uh, when yeah. he plays it, it's so fast. And yeah, it is. Those like, high pops are just, you know, they're just kind of like. You know, and then it's it's over. You
0: know, I was like, "What did you expect? Maybe a little bit of country, and they go into (laughs) the crazy, yeah, 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 so crazy." What a classical,
1: the classical. You know, yeah, it sounds like he's playing a harpsichord. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: amazing. I love that track. That was my introduction to Graham, Central Station. Nice. And then it was like, "Holy fuck, what is this?" But I haven't listened to a whole lot of just larry graham i probably should I mm-hmm. probably should well if you he's got amazing. a record
1: player i can lend you my uh yeah. it's like the, the the record's called the album's called victory and it's cool yeah i'd love to he's really like it's one of those uh it's like a mood music sort of thing like it's you can hear the pop this you know you hear that style in it and it's really it's really it's really good it's really good and it's one of those things you want to put it on if you and you and your lady friend are maybe having a couple glasses of wine and Ooh. and uh you know it's baby making music. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, that it date. is. It's really cool. It's it's that that is what it is. Thanks, Larry Graham.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, if you want to, we could we could do some rec- record swaps. That'd be great. If, I, if they, I've got anything in there that uh, actually, I just came into um, uh, in the summer. I came into some really really old old records like the 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 wax discs and shit like that. Nice. So there's some there's some really cool stuff in
1: there. If, uh, oh, no, done. Def- i I'd love I'll, to take a look. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm doing this thing right now where I'm I'm trying to limit uh, my musical intake to just jazz, and okay. this is this is stemmed from uh, like I just recently healing a broken hand, yeah, um, and we could talk about that in a minute, but sure. um, sort of while while I was healing, I I couldn't play for about two months, and I spent a lot of time just listening to jazz and um, doing the thing where I'm thinking, I'm in my head and right. I'm thinking about you know, scales or, or just like, you know, kind of formulating a baseline in my head or like, yeah. like as I'm listening to, as I'm listening to, um, you know, Oscar Peterson or whatever, and I'm listening to Ray Brown on bass, I'm trying to visualize. Cause when he goes up high, I know he's thumb position and I'm trying to visualize yeah. what he's doing and how he's doing it, how he looks while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I spend a lot of time just in my head with, with music mm-hmm. for those two months. And since I've been playing again, like I've noticed, like I, I feel like I, I, I kind of took and took, took another step almost yeah. in well, just the, my approach and the way I'm thinking of it. Right. I Cause say, I was just
0: on Friday night. I heard you do some shit that I've never heard you do before. Yeah,
1: well, uh, Friday night. Yeah, exactly. At the game. And I remember, I remember because like you, you were you're you're standing beside me playing the harmonica, yeah. and I was kind of I kind of noticed like out of the corner of my eye that you were just your eyes were glued to my hands, and I looked over at you right after I did something. You're like, yeah, and I'm and like, like, yeah. yeah. I was
0: like, I haven't heard you do that. Before. Yeah, that was I know. Really, I like that.
1: That's the thing. Like I've I've got so many I've got so many go tos, and that's that's why sure. that's before the before the injury happened. I kind of felt like I was plateauing a little bit. And I could play with so many different styles of music and musicians and songwriters, and it's just like here's the chord progression, blah blah blah, blah and I'll I'll do it, I'll give it my style or my flavor yeah. as a bass player. Sure. I can listen to other bass players, and they might play a couple of different ways, or they might add a note here or a note there that I wouldn't have thought to add. Sure. Um, but I, I've always been very meat and potatoes, very like for the song, and um, mm-hmm. I, I try to concentrate on uh, first of all groove. Yeah. Um, because, if, you know, you're playing with a really good drummer that's, you know, got a good meter. Mm-hmm. You can kind of lay back behind him if the, if the song calls for it, or you can play your notes sort of almost pushing or ahead mm-hmm. in certain sections. And so that's, like, my first and foremost is definitely groove. Like, I mean, like, I've always be, kind of said bassist. that I'm... Yeah, exactly. I, I've always kind of thought that I'm I'm just, like, a, a glorified drummer because for the longest time, because, you know, what my bands, I've just been playing, like... Slap bass like, So then yeah. you get you, you do that enough and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm basically just a drummer that's playing some notes to carry the song along. Right. Um and then so yeah, I started getting that feeling of uh, plateauing and it, it was since I've been playing with Pat Temple, um, he's an amazing songwriter, uh, and has yeah. for years and he, he doesn't write typically. He's 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 got a very his own Unique way and he uses interesting chords mm-hmm. so then it kind of it kind of pushed me to think to try to figure out more interesting ways to you know what to play over this uh, diminished chord or what to play over this augmented you know this ninth chord and this that so um but still i never had the formal training and i'm kind of just like doing it on my own and doing a lot of it by ear Mm-hmm. And just trying things out live. Like I've played some stinkers, you know, just sure. like I'll be playing sure. live and I'll just be like walking the bass line like, Oh, that one sounded like a wet diaper. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know <laughs> like whoa. Whoops. And so uh it ends up being I, I still you know, I felt like I was just sort of plateaued and I needed sure. I needed something to, to happen or to almost get me excited about about music again in a way. And it was it was this uh, accident. So what happened was, uh, it was Christmas Eve. Um, decided to go out with uh, a few friends. And uh, I use the term friends loosely because the people that I was hanging out with were um, friends of friends. Acquaintances. They were acquaintances. And they weren't people that I would, I would typically hang with. Um, they're all good people. But uh, I was just kind of not in my comfort zone. And so I got I drank a little bit too much to try to get into my comfort zone, you know, when you're just kind of, exactly, liquid courage, get that, you know, sort of going, um, anyway, by the end of the night, um, I'm on my way out of the party, and the door to the apartment, you open it up, and then it's just a a long set of stairs all the way down to Hunter Street, basically, and I'm on my way out, and my back is to the door, and then I tripped over my own two feet, and I didn't realize how close I was to the stairs, um, I fell back sort of like my back sort of landed on the stairs. the initial the initial slam before you start rolling. yeah. Uh, so then my my right hand, so I basically backhanded one of the corners of the stairs. Oh. yeah, like I just you know if you just like backhanded the corner of this table as hard as you could, yeah. I broke my fourth metacarpal so um, for those of you that don't know that is your ring finger and the bone that is in your hand leading to the ring finger. So that luckily I did no nerve damage, didn't do any damage to any of my tendons. It was just the bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially that put me out for two months. And that's what I did with my time. A lot of it was uh, just sitting, listening to a lot of jazz and, and visualization and visual, visualizing yeah. and really, and, and then it was almost like that. Um, Cause I just, that um, the Ted talk or whatever it was that I watched mm-hmm. recently, that, that almost sort of solidified it. And, uh, the idea that what I was doing was for a purpose and it was yeah. the right thing to be doing because I had been doing it. And, and this was just like last week or two weeks ago that I listened to it And I was just like, it's true, you know, because yeah. I did just spend a lot of time, like, yeah, you know, yeah. cause I had to do my job became like, after, after I got my pins out, uh, of my hand because I had to put pins in there to hold the bone in place. Once yeah. I got my pins out, and uh, you're making that face. Sorry, when, just when, when you. I remember, remember when you the, sh- at the pig's ear. Yeah, you oh, were like you, oh. you looked like you were gonna vomit. <laughs> and
0: I, I had a bit of a gag reflex. Yeah, well, just cause, just like, so when, oh, it's
1: it's morbid. It's it's I mean when it's you graphic. Took, yeah. when
0: you took the the I, I don't even the, it's called a splint. The, it's, okay. a splint. Like,
1: it's a splint. Velcro, some velcro straps over like a plastic thing that holds yeah. your hand from bending too like,
0: much. Look at this. I was just like ah. Oh, like, you know that thing where your asshole contracts, like, faster than you ever thought it could? It's just, <laughs> and you're, like, oh. you're making diamonds out of coal, like, instantly. Wow. And <laughs> and I guess my butthole closed so hard it made me feel sick. Wow. Just because I saw that. I was just, like, I'm terrified about yeah. my hands. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. And so, like, any time, even just thinking about it and like mm. i mean your hands a little bit it's a little bit swollen today that, I that was this from was so from much... last
1: night's gig yeah i really fucking gave it last night anyone that was at the pigs here last night um they that know was, oh my god it was amazing actually i looked out at one point and i saw brandon because brandon was at the gig yeah and his his mouth was open he was just like He also was drinking a lot of shots and stuff, so I I don't know. My friend Terry's (laughs) down from Kingston, so she was hanging out with Brandon the night, and so she's just like, he got me drunk. Anyway, (laughs) and so, but anyway, yeah, at one point I looked down, I just seen him like, he was just like, you know, slack jawed, slack jawed, you know, yeah, jaw to the floor kind of thing, because I was taking solos, and I find that I'm not, I'm not back to where I was with the slap. And being as rhythmic and fast where I want to be, right. and that also has to do with my setup. I think I have to look at my bridge and uh, maybe take um, my high side up a little bit because, um, anyway, that's to do with my actual bass. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it, the way it's set up right now, it's like really good for jazz. Sure. And I was I was up in the thumb position, nice across man. all strings
0: fucking a just
1: kind of more just kind of you know just, you know I might have just blah, 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 whatever but once yeah. you're once you're up that high you're really depending on the tone just to be the tone and it's really you know mm-hmm. and uh sometimes you could play bad notes but I mean it's you know it's jazz so it's like <laughs> the theory is is it's you know like, I was a
0: flat 9 fuck it exactly yeah, yeah. and <laughs> you know it is a
1: theory music theory is a theory it's not like you know mm. I mean it's what we accept as what music theory is but it is in fact a theory uh from the Catholics thank you and so <laughs> thank you Catholics not actually you know that's great um mm-hmm. but um so anyway yeah I, I looked out and he was just like you know he was he was in awe because I he was like, you, He's like, "What are you fucking Ray Brown now?" I was like, "That's mm-hmm. all I've been listening to." Bad. So when I when I was when I went to I call it blowing now because I, I watched a John Patitucci workshop, and that's what they call even when someone goes for a solo or whatever mm-hmm. like it's it's time to blow you know just because I get I guess that term must have came from when there was a lot of horns or saxophones or something like that it's just like mm-hmm. hey blow man blow and then they you know they'd go and that they would take their solo right um, so I you know as when I went to blow last night, I would fucking take, I would take the band way down, tell the drummer like, "Hey, we're, we bring it right down," and so they'd all they would be keeping time, and uh, Clayton was still playing, you know, chords kind of with me, but I was just like, way up high and really sparse, and just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. and ended up hitting like the bucket of shit things, yeah, you know. Yeah. Book of the shit. shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> dum, 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 the book of the shit. Mm, dum, <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah. That's great. Yeah, and it I was it's so so that that two months off it really really changed my playing. So yeah, um, mm. you you said like take a look at your records. I will. Um, I'll oh, probably sure. only I'll probably only take any jazz because I'm still. Yeah. Like I, I'm almost cool, kind of. I
0: got some. I got some cool jazz. I got some. Uh, actually, I just came into some flamenco shit. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, it's, I like that. It's. The calypsos yeah. and like, those rhythms are yeah. really sexy. I've actually been Latin. working
0: on um, on like for guitar. Um, I'm not very good at it, but I've right. been working on my on my flamenco right hand. It's right. Uh, that's a different trip. It is. It's really weird. It is. And um, something that's kind of neat though is um, I've been taking some of those ideas and um, transferring it to bass and like starting to get into like more sweeping and Stanley stuff like Clark. that. Stanley Clark. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: Stanley Clark was doing that on an upright.
0: I'm not, I'm not saying the clerk though. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying like, you know, just... I couldn't do that. Well, I mean, maybe given long enough, I probably could, but yeah. I'd have to buy an upright first and I would also have to justify. are you doing the,
1: the triplet yet? That's got the, um, it's like a, it's like a pinky and then, um, you know, and then thumb like upward stroke on the thumb, but then down strokes with fingers. Um, you know, you know how they do it. a like, and your I'm hand's not, just sort of like a blur. I'm like.
0: I'm not quite there. Uh, what I can kind of, um, I've got the two different, like there's, uh, there's the one where it's like downstroke with the index finger, then downstroke with the thumb and then a really quick upstroke with the index finger. So yeah. it's like, um, you can do, you can do triplet stuff with it. You can yeah. do uh, like triplets are kind of the easiest to do with it, but yeah. you can, um, you can get going really pretty fucking quick and then i've also got like this um th- this flicking technique that yeah. i'm that i'm working on as well yeah um i'm enjoying it i'm not i'm not it's a lot of fun yeah it's a lot yeah, of fun it's I'm, really cool
1: I, lo- I love that music it's really yeah, nice it's good to listen to it's like great rhythm Sexy. Section. sexy oh it's very sexy yeah i uh. just love those like calypsos sexy latin girls mm. yeah coronas limes i don't know yeah
0: no i totally agree with you like <laughs> it's like you listen to it and you're just like mm, i just want to wear nothing but a robe and have no light but candlelight right now you know? so can just yeah yeah like, yeah yeah hey baby how's it going candlelight mm.
1: robe you know
0: uh, a rose in your teeth <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's just it just come in with castanets <laughs> I've always wanted to learn how to play those I've never Wouldn't even like, seen them in, in real life Yeah, like I don't know if I ever have castanets. either
0: I've seen like finger symbols but that's not quite the same thing <laughs> <laughs> no no finger symbols
1: here's a finger symbol <coughs> <Aww. laughs> oh, I'm just here's another bird.
0: one oh, and then thumbs up that's yeah. nice I like yeah. that that's, I that's it, a more positive I, note that's
1: taking it back yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Chuck Berry just died. I know. Yesterday. Did I know. You? Yeah. Oh, my God. I actually kind of got emotional a
0: little I bit. Did, I got a little choked up, too. Yeah. Because um, I'll tell you, um, Johnny Be Good is uh, one of the main reasons. Uh, there's there's a handful of things that uh, made. Uh, well, you know, Devin. You guys live together. Yeah. Your, your brother, Devin, <laughs> yeah. he was my
1: roommate for a better part of a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of there were a handful of things, three things in uh, in particular that made us start playing music. Uh, First was uh, well, just I guess in order of things I've talked about, Zeppelin four, Mm -hmm. um, seeing Colin James with the Little Big Band, and uh, but what made us even like even remotely want to start playing our dad's old acoustic before we started getting into uh, electric and stuff um, was um, that section of uh, that scene rather of Back to the Future. Where Marty McFly starts playing Johnny Be Good, yeah, and then we found out that you know what, what you did didn't it. like
1: Power of Love.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I that actually, was that was the original I'm, song that they he yeah, was trying that
1: I mean, they were trying out to get to the the battle of the, the battle bands of the or bands, Yeah, that's yeah, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it <laughs> and it's actually Huey Lewis. It's like you're just too darn loud. Yeah. Yeah which, yeah, yeah, which is awesome. No, I'm a I'm a I am a fan of Huey Lewis in the news actually. So yeah. am I. Um, Do you know
1: he wrote that for the, specifically for for, for the, the song? The it was Robert uh, yeah. Zemeckis. Uh, asked him to uh, to write to, a song, write for, a song the movie, yeah. for the movie, um, and he you know he had a thought to to make some to write a song that had to do with time travel or whatever, yeah. but ended up writing Power of Love, and then that was that, that was, was the song one. he wrote for it. Yeah, and ended up being the yeah yeah.
0: They later did come up, if I'm not mistaken, um, back in the song back in time. We gotta back get in, back the, yeah. in time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. so great yeah, the great, the great band. Awesome band, but yeah.
1: uh, but the scene where um, the you know, this is your brother Marvin or your cousin, cousin Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Barry. Barry, yeah, you know, yeah. You know that new sound you're, you're looking, for? looking for. Well, listen to
0: this. Yeah, yeah. sticks the phone, the phone out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great, great. That scene, and uh, you know, we're just like, what, what is that? Um, because we were we were quite young, and we knew our dad had uh had an acoustic and stuff, but um it was a lot of and i appreciate the style of stuff my dad was doing um back then a lot more now like the singer songwriter a lot more folky kind of stuff i appreciate that a lot more now but um when we when, when you're we a kid per- yeah and you hear chuck berry for the first time it's you're exciting. like what the fuck is it, yeah. this and then you know we started luckily our dad had a uh, Chuck Berry record he threw it on for us and you know it had I think oh. was, I think it was probably just the greatest hits because it had like yeah, um, Roll Over
1: Beethoven yeah, and rolled, Nadine yeah exactly and uh, Carol, um, uh, Carol.
0: Um, and uh, oh my god I'm so embarrassed riding along in my automobile uh, yeah um,
1: um. no particular place yes, to go yes thank you no yeah. particular
0: place to go was on it um, Say la vie probably yeah yeah um, uh, and just like tons of like great great stuff and so like we were listening to a lot of that and we're like wow okay cool and and then we heard Zeppelin after that and we're like what the fuck mm-hmm. cuz we heard Black Dog and then exactly and yeah. then we went and saw Colin James with the little Big band when i was like 11 years old and then that's we're like that's a
1: great progression that's a great story yeah. cuz you kind of got the you were listening to Chuck Berry, and then you went and saw and got into the bands that were influenced by him, yeah. and then, so obviously it's sort of like way. a natural. Oh yeah, and yeah. he's
0: he's been a big part of like just, at least for me, the way I think about it, he's been a part of the family,
1: yeah. for a long time, yeah, and um, he invented and, rock and roll, man. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't care what anyone says. Chuck Berry invented rock and roll.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I love that story. Um, I haven't heard it firsthand, but apparently from what I was told, uh, Marcus Brown told me this story. That uh, there was an interview with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, and he was talking about how one time he and uh, uh, he and Chuck Berry got in an argument. He's like, Chuck Berry said he was the king of rock and roll. I said I was the king of rock and roll. Chuck Berry beat my ass. Chuck Berry's the king of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking laugh so hard. I I want to find that interview somewhere because I think I I have a feeling I will probably laugh just as hard yeah, hearing it's out there somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that, that definitely bummed Super me out. And sad, yeah. I know you're such a, you're a even considerably bigger Roots enthusiast than I am, so I, I imagine that probably had a pretty yeah. heavy effect.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, Roots music kind of came to me by way of the instrument, more or less. Uh, yeah, for sure. I have a really, sort of almost like a background, like I said, like, you know, when I was growing up, like, the music that I was listening to, because I didn't have... You know, a parent or anyone really in the family that was like into music and like had old records and was just like, "Hey, man, you should check this out. This is the Beatles," or the, you know, "Hey, this is called Led Zeppelin, and right. um, that you're very young and you need to listen to it." Like, I didn't have that, you know, so I had, I had my my skateboard videos and I had whatever was playing in that, and then I'd seek that out, and then whatever's on the radio, seek that out. My dad listened to a lot of, like the classic rock station, one hundred four point one, the Hawk, all rock and roll hits like all the time. Yeah, and
0: you have the perfect radio voice, by the way. I, I went that. to
1: I went to Humber for Media Foundation, and did you really? Yeah, I did, and damn it, I just I, I dropped out because I moved to Peterborough and I really like the music scene here, and I just wanted to you know party and be a rock star more than take school too seriously. I was twenty years old, and you know, long story short, I probably should have went into it. Yeah, Media Media Foundation was. Um, was a one-year uh, certificate course. By the end of it, you could take the certificate and go into a specific area of study. Right. But I did have a journalism class, and I had a, a radio class, photography class, web design, um, PR, um, photography. I think I said that. But yeah, basically yeah. all all aspects of all facets of media. Oh, they kind of give you like you touch on every single one of them. Right. You get your to feet get, to see what you get really the basics. Did. Yeah, the first the first the intro to it all. Yeah. And then if you're like. I really like uh film and television. I wanna go into film and television, then you would you would have your certificate and then you'd be a shoe in for getting right. accepted for the film and television program at Humper. Right. Um and I was gonna go into radio and I I was always told like you got the voice for it, but I was just like, eh, I just kinda wanna kinda wanna play bass and yeah. rock out, you know, yeah. a little bit more than anything. So sure. that's what I always did. Um but anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hell were we talking about? Um well, Chuck Berry. Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah,
0: yeah. That you didn't have someone showing you that stuff when you roots music. Yeah, that's right. Roots music.
1: Um, Yeah, my influence sort of just kind of came with who I was playing with at the time and went through. So
0: mostly came from like friends and and bandmates.
1: That's it. Exactly. You know, like uh, it. It was. I don't know. I guess I'm sort of embarrassed to say like some of the bands that you know I probably should have known who they are. Sure. I only just you know in the last ten years discovered them discovered that that that's what I was listening to it's like someone would play me a song like oh yeah like I've heard this tons of times like that's Led Zeppelin like oh okay well you know or whatever you know I mean like Hendrix and like all these guys where it's like a lot of musicians that I know are just they're almost like music historians yeah yeah sure you know and they know they know their shit and they know the influences and I've always just kind of been influenced internally by my own uh, love for groove and uh you know beat and just like the rhythmic sort of uh, you know yeah yeah like i was explaining last night or yesterday during the blues jam to a guy outside because we we did bring up the whole uh, thinking about um thinking about a thing and practicing it sort of in your head before you do it so i was explaining yeah, yeah. to a guy how when i was in uh when i was in high school before i even started playing an instrument um I would like tap on my desk sort of with my thumb because I was just kind of like a jittery I probably should have been on Ritalin whatever but uh, I would just be sitting there kind of like in my head just like tapping on my desk with my thumb Mm. like kind of twisting my wrist and like bouncing my thumb off of the corner of my desk yeah and then so once i started playing bass and then i realized that the sounds that i was hearing in primus's music was coming from an electric bass yeah. i realized i had one i was like holy fuck yeah. and then i realized i watched some videos and saw what he was doing and i was like that's what that's i used to theme. do on my desk yeah and then so i anyway so little things like that just sort of shaped um my musical influence and like what i was into and once Like I found once I started to play more music, that really started shaping what I liked to listen to. Because I like to listen to stuff that I want to play. Oh yeah, of course. You know, um, like I'll listen. Sometimes I'll just put on classical, just because it's. Yeah. You know, it's really
0: beautiful sometimes stuff. it's
1: for, for the what it, how it makes you feel yeah like i'm not dissecting it like i would like you know if i'm listening to a blues or if i'm listening to a jazz tune i'm like kind of dissecting it and try to like visualize how the band looks playing it and like you know right really you know thinking way too much about it yeah I'll just put something on and just kind of like let it you know do its thing to me that's and sweet yeah
0: you I, know so I st- it almost doesn't really matter what style i have such a hard time not going into that analytical mode and yeah. I feel like in some ways <laughs> I'm grumbling too. Yeah. Uh, I
1: think I I missed breakfast, so I got some food upstairs I can feed you in a bit. Whatever, man. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I had um, a bagel on the way here, so that's kind of a lie, but anyway.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. Still. I still I still do have food upstairs. Yeah, like, I was doesn't, kinda just what I, got I might there. I might have an apple. Sure, I got apples up there. Awesome. Um love I got apples. oranges too. Actually I got mandarin oranges. Wow. If, you, I love if you're a fan. oranges. All right, there yeah. you go.
1: There's nature's nice. candy, nature's candy. What they mm-hmm. say about apples, they're nature's toothbrush. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah, I've heard that. Oh. Yeah. Huh, just cool. because when you bite them, they you, like it's just like, yeah. Basically, yeah. it just like shoves everything up in your gum, <laughs> yeah, in your gum yeah. line. But whatever. And you're picking the
0: like apple skin out of your gums and <laughs> yeah. <shit. laughs> yeah. But uh, uh. Influences and stuff. Um, I found, uh, at least for me, like what you were talking about, how. It was your friends and your bandmates that really shaped your influences. And kind of early on, that didn't start happening to me until quite a bit later. Because everything was very uh, internal in the house, like what the family was listening to and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, it was funny. And Devin and I thought we were discovering new music and stuff. We're like, check out this Black Sabbath. And Dad's like, yeah, it's Paranoid Dummy. We were like, oh. Yeah. You, you're you aware of this then. Okay. Yeah. It's like, check it out. This Sgt. Pepper's band is amazing. He's like, that's the name of the album. And they're called the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that was mom because she was the big Beatles fan. But, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And then now, you know, some of our friends at school and stuff obviously were like, hey, check out the Smashing Pumpkins. Check out um, mm-hmm. Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam. Like, a lot, like, and then all the grunge kind of stuff, that yeah. was all from our, our friends and stuff. But that didn't start happening until we were like, just before we started playing, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and then being influenced by stuff that I would have never investigated on my own, that came from from bandmates and stuff like that. Like, because um, for the longest time I was super into just really heavy, heavy music, mm-hmm. right? And then it was it was Same. friends that were just like, "Hey, man, you ever listen to funk?" It's like, not really. And then I started listening to him like, "Holy shit, this is almost all about the bass." Yeah, like it is, I mean, yeah. I, obviously there's you know there's other instruments and stuff, horns, but like guitar. there's horns and stuff like that. But like t- the way it's that very I very rhythmic. Heard it, yeah. yeah, it's very all very rhythmic exactly. and very
1: like percussive. Yeah, the and, way that I was listening yeah. to it was like this is
0: all about the rhythm section. Like if the bassist and the drummer weren't doing what they're doing, this whole thing would fucking fall apart. So yeah, that's that's when I started being like, oh my god, and started looking at other stuff. Which the funk led me down the jazz route, and I did have like some some blues influences as a kid but it was mostly due to like oh zeppelin sounds very bluesy well who do they you know kind of sound like that i already know exists well they kind of sound like bb king they kind of sound like you know some of his other contemporaries which i didn't even i wasn't even really aware like it took me a long time to find out who albert king was and that was through stevie ray Vaughan and all that yeah. kind of shit so that's cool though that you kind of had that I don't want to say from the get-go because obviously I had to meet other people that were yeah. music enthusiasts, but um, it took me a long time to start picking up music from people that I was jamming with and stuff, which I know sounds weird, but yep. like at least for me, when I was a kid, I was kind of stubborn. I was like, shoot, I listen to this best shit. Bleh. Right? Which is kind of stupid because that's, that's what I sounded the, like when I was 12.
1: Everyone's, yeah, everyone's like that at that age. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so like, you know. I think. Anyway. Pro- yeah, I, sh- I certainly was.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, hear you on that because uh, it was, it was, like when I started playing the blues with guys, and I was like down in Peterborough here at the at the Dobro. I was playing with uh, Brock Stonefish and mm. Andrew Shedden was in his band, and then Andrew Shedden kind of wanted to go the uh, frontman route, so then he did that, and I kind of was playing bass for him too. But we were playing down there. I think uh, Shedden had every Monday, and Brock had every Tuesday, so I was down at the Dobro twice a week. And then sometimes three times a week because I'd go the, for the Wednesday night uh, open stage like a right. jam. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know I'd I'd go down and I spent so much time at that bar. That's that's where I cut my teeth in this town. Yeah, that's where I you know really, you know. Honed I think a lot of us did the blues, and you know yeah. before I got my first upright bass, I was still playing electric. Yeah. And I was in Andrew Shedden's band, and I only sang one song a night, and it was the Roadhouse Blues by the <laughs> Doors. By the Doors, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I just. I didn't have my voice yet, and I right. and I the way I would sing it, I would try to sound like Jim Morrison. You know, I would right. sing it like I I probably sounded more like Val Kilmer sounding like Jim Morrison, <laughs> but you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like it was, you know. But anyway, yeah. uh, it was good, and that was like that was like my time on the mic. I I didn't I wasn't singing harmonies. I was just playing the right. bass and trying to figure out how to walk the bass line and, um, the twelve bar thing. Uh, they kind of they kind of taught me that because like, I was. I was already playing the instrument, and I was I was learning Tool songs. I was learning yeah. Primus songs, and I was learning how to play, you know, a lot of punk music because I listened to a lot of Rancid and like that. My friend Brian on the reservation that had the Blink One uh, Eighty Two Tom DeLonge Strat, yeah, he was in a lot of punk, and so so was I. So when I got my first bass, naturally I'm playing with a pick, yep, and I'm playing really fast, and you know the punk rock stuff, and it's a lot of fun, yep, and um, you know. But I was just learning songs that were already sort of there, and there wasn't like that was I was nowhere near, you know, being like, here's the progression, and just kind of make it up as you go, as yeah. long as you're going, staying in this key and doing these three chords. Yeah, sort of um, like you
0: have, like if it was a like a picture or a painting or something, the outline would have been drawn for you, but it's your job to fill in all the colors and and. Yeah. So that was yeah yeah.
1: exactly. So that hadn't happened yet, and then it wasn't until I started hanging out with the guys in Peterborough and doing that the blues uh, thing. Uh, That's how I met Johnny Fourballs. That's how I met Dylan Ireland because Shedden was hiring these guys. He hired Johnny Fourballs for his um, harmonica uh, playing, and then he hired Dylan Ireland as a second guitarist. And because I think he saw the Ireland brothers play at the Dobro, and that's where they met. Uh, This is like two thousand and I want to say two thousand eight. Right. Maybe so 2009 that was when I was in
0: school, that's why I wasn't around for
1: all that. Yeah, stuff. that's right cuz yeah. we had met in high school, you and yeah, I, and then right. you were gone for a bit and then all of a sudden I started seeing you at the Dobro, come yeah. out and playing the jams and stuff like that. But um yeah. anyway, so that was around the time that I started really getting involved with roots music and then having, you know, and I've always known what sort of rockabilly was. Um, and sort of sort of a side story when I left California, uh, like I said my dad sort of just kind of conned me into it more or less, like just right. like you're going to go spend the, you know, whatever. Um, and I was living here, but at the time I had a girlfriend. in, when I was in California, I mean, I was fifteen years old, and she was fourteen years old or whatever. But sure. she was like, you know, the hard, most hardcore punk, like in the school for a little fourteen-year-old. Right. You know, super smart, got really good grades. Yep. But would punch you in the face. Right. Would just fucking right. devastate anybody. Like just you know, she was so hardcore and, no fools. and beautiful. You know, she nice. her name was Maria. She was Latina, and oh my uh-huh. god, like. I was in love. Mm. I was in love. And so, you know, I actually racked up a pretty hefty phone bill for my mom because we were on the phone a lot in the midnight hours. And yeah, so she was pretty pissed at me for a few years after that. I had to work that <laughs> off. It was like four grand. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I was in Canada and I'm talking to Marie on the phone. I'm just like, you know, she's telling me what's what I'm missing out on. And I'm telling her like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm on this reserve and, you know, there's dirt roads everywhere so I can't skate and uh, I don't really know anybody and anyway so long story short she uh introduced me to batmobile which is the psychobilly band that i was talking about right and if anyone is listening that's into rockabilly or psychobilly or punk or anything like that check out batmobile because they're they're dutch and their sound is more like traditional roots rockabilly but they sing about Martians and you oh, know, cool. jungle. They have like a jungle rock song and like um, Gorilla Beat, and like, so it's like they they call it funny rockabilly, but they okay. were one like from the 80s, they started in the 80s, and they were one of the bands that. Um, were associated with the term psychobilly, right. which now it's like you got like necromantics and Tiger Army and um,
0: yeah, like Captain it, Cree and yeah stuff like and
1: that. Uh, you know Frantic Flintstones I think there was one called the um, anyway so there's all these bands that they just sound like punk rock with an upright bass and I'm not so much a fan of that like I I, I appreciate it for what it is um, just not your jam it's just not really my jam yeah so uh, the Batmobile thing um, that was uh, a huge influence. And that's kind of what made me want to get an upright bait up, upright bass uh, initially was so I can start playing more rockabilly, because they're, they're swinging and you know it's like it's rock and roll and then the bass is kind of walking and it's you know it's interesting. And I'm already starting to do walking bass lines on my electric bass, mm. but I'm listening to walking bass lines that are played on an upright. And you don't really get to you don't really get the same tone out of an electric bass. No. You can kind of fake you it if you're palm muting of, with using a thumb yeah, or
0: especially if you've got flat wounds and you like you roll your tone knob way yeah, down. Yeah. And, like there's, I've, there's ways I've been to get able
1: close. to And that's just the tone. That's not yeah. even like you know, you're on stage, there's no way you can fake playing an upright bass while people are staring at you and <laughs> yeah, you yeah. clearly don't have an upright bass. <laughs> so um, it's actually funny. The way I learned how to uh, play the upright bass slap like that, uh, like Johnny Clash, Cash, Fulsh from play, like the ding, dick thik, thik, dick Um, I sat on my couch with my electric bass at my right hip, oh, and you with the with inverted. and I just like yeah, the neck would be like straight up, yeah. and I just I I wasn't even really caring about the notes that I was playing, like I was playing root five, yeah, yeah, but with my right hand, that's what I was starting to practice the you know pull like the snap and then da da and then snap da da and so by the time i got my first upright bass i already knew what to do with my right hand it was it was the getting the left hand to find the notes and right, doing the right. intonation thing and yeah so i was building the myelin in my you know yeah. neuropathic super highways yeah right
0: dude i'm a huge proponent of visualization um it was actually the the concept was first brought to me um like and like solidified because i um even before i went to school um sometimes like just before i would fall asleep i like i never really thought about it too too much other than this is something that i did to help me remember but like if i if i fucked a tune up or something like in a rehearsal or at a show if i had like a little flub somewhere i would run the song in my head and i would visualize the fretboard and like the frets would and i was like i wouldn't even look at it like as if it was in my hands but I would look at it as if like, I was just looking at the guitar like, in front of me, like, as if you were holding it but didn't have your hands on it. Mm-hmm. And the frets would light up and tones would generate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, so I would, I would do that in my sleep. And, or not in my sleep, but just before I would fall asleep. Because uh, I found that that was a really uh, useful time to do it. Because then I would like, dream about it. Basically, if that was the last thing I was thinking about before I'd fall asleep, I would dream about playing these tunes. So it's yeah. like this weird subcon—like it would start out conscious and then fade into the subconscious right before I'd pass out. Yeah, um, and that's then a good when way w- to
1: solidify the concepts. Yeah, and when you because when yeah, you, when, yeah. when you wake up and then you eventually touch the instrument again, like it's, that's it's been that's already there like all night. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's and like that, keeping your yeah. car
0: idling so that it warms up in the dead of winter. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. um and then I went to school, and my, uh, my improv instructor, Michael Stewart, and I know I've talked about this before on the show. Martha so Stewart? Mar- Michael. Michael oh, Michael, okay. Michael Stewart. Uh, in a big Jamaican to, dude. Uh, okay. um, he actually played with uh, Toots and the Maytels. He oh, played, cool. Yeah, and so he he's got, with, a, he's got a good resume. Oh yeah, like yeah. blood, sweat, and tears. Nice. Uh, he he's done some stuff with Aretha Franklin. Like he was oh, a wow. he was a heavy hitter and like slaying fucking sax player. Yeah. Like, and I knew I loved this guy the second I saw him. We're all sitting in class and he like struts in and he's got these really cool like blue tinted like John Lennon shades on. He's got his head all shaved and he walks in and he hits play on the stereo. Doesn't even say hello yet. And fucking superstition kicks on. And then he's like, Clap your hands. Get up and dance. Sing it. Sing it. And he's like pointing at people. And then like, and I was like, Oh, I was so fired up. I jumped up and I was like, Clap my hands and sing along and dancing yeah. and stuff. And like anybody else that was doing it, he's like, I can see your name in lights. I can see your name in lights. And I was just like, I fucking love this guy. Yeah. And then. He, and the song ends, turns out the stereo is like, and that is the groove. I'm going to help you get there. But first we got to teach the head so the head can teach the hands. And I was like, ah, I love this guy. Yeah. It was awesome. just like, yeah, like just musical boner instantly. Yeah. Uh, we right? call that a toner. A toner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't even have to flip it into the waistband. No, just, <laughs> no, no, no. And, but, and he, he was, <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, he, well, was, he puts a visual in Yeah, that. yeah. Well, we're talking about visualization, right? It's true, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, he was a dude that really started talking very in-depth about visualization, and he would say he would practice on, on plane rides and stuff, and he would just he close his eyes, and he'd think about his acts, he'd think about the keys, and he's like, I would see the, the valves opening and closing, and I would hear the tones that it generated, and yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's sort of like the thing that I do before I go to sleep. I'm like, okay, and then he just really... Lent a lot of legitimacy to this idea that I had, so I started doing it all the time. That yeah, it you kind know? of validates exactly the,
1: validated your or your your already kind of working concept of of how to visualize and learn. You know yeah through visual visual and just using your imagination almost yeah and yeah exactly yeah, just exactly. just thinking of it yeah the and mind then, is very powerful it's all oh, uh, yeah it's hugely, the most powerful hugely. thing yeah.
0: and he actually really helped me. Um, really kind of catch my theory up to to par because mm-hmm. I, I was kind of the same way until i went to school i had like zero formal training like yep. everything was done by ear and then eventually when the internet started coming around dating myself now but you know, yeah. you know what i mean like i remember yeah. um when when it got to the point where you could actually look up tabs or something online that was fucking that was a revolution the guitar tab.com or
1: whatever yeah, or ultimate yeah. Tab. Ulti- yeah, yeah ultimate guitar tab ultimate guitar something like that i think that. it was ultimate guitar i think maybe, yeah anyway. i think so
0: um, I, uh, but, uh, like this. at that point I've been doing like just so much lifting, just, li- you know, learning by ear and shit that yeah, it's like, you look at the tab, and you're like, well, that's not right.
1: <laughs> and that's the way you would do it. Like all those, yeah. all those bands that we, you know, we, we, we say that our our influences um were listening they were wearing out the needles um repeating sections of songs of their own and they were lifting stuff too because they didn't have the digital age or whatever they didn't they couldn't look up tabs or whatever they just had to listen to
0: youtube instructional videos exactly they had to put a
1: record on and then they either played along with it or they just kind of listened and you know i bet a lot of these guys you know like plant and what you know you know yeah. All these, you know, the Beatles and, you know, the Stones, they they probably sat... I bet you they've had moments where they just, you know, in their downtime, they'd just sit there and they'd be, like, thinking about, you know, the, the this lick that they you know, want to do or, you know, yeah. they would so come across an idea just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just think about it and then almost kind of will it into existence yeah. Um, yeah, totally. for themselves, you know, instead of having someone sit down and be like, put your finger here and do to do to do, do. Yeah. They just sit there in their head and they're like, oh, okay, wow, that's how they would do that or they'd listen to something. and Yeah.
0: yeah. And then like just after, after, like you said, he, he really uh, lent some validation to that. Yeah. Uh, then when I got my theory up to scratch, I started to notice that I could um, think about like um, chord construction as And then like one part of my brain would actually, like I could kind of hear a chord in my head and then I could just like pick out the single notes. And it's like turns it into like the spreadsheet kind of thing, which I know that sounds so nerdy that I'm like boiling it down to a spreadsheet. But everyone's got their method. Yeah, no. but like I would start doing that kind of stuff and that's like yeah. how like a lot of like riffs for like original songs and shit like that. A lot of the time I'll just visualize it first and then I'll sing it and then I'll go pick up an instrument and play it and then make whatever adjustments need to be made from there and stuff like that. And it's like, "Oh, yeah." And I've been doing that a lot, especially after um um i've talked about this before too but when i had the vertigo
1: and i was like kind of down and out i don't mm. know if you remember I,
0: this was like la- it was last year um yeah
1: I, no i vaguely i vaguely do remember uh yeah
0: man, i couldn't walk for like a month and shit yeah. it was really fucked but like it was the same kind of de- and i couldn't i could hardly play because i just I felt stupid you know what i mean like yeah. like every ounce of mental strength is going towards like trying to stay upright and not vomiting so, yeah. um, being able to play was, you know, like physically was kind of out of the question for a while. What, so what, is this, what
1: brings that on? Like what? In
0: my case, there's a bunch of different reasons like for Like stress, vertigo. anxiety, or I, anything like I that? I honestly either. don't know what actually caused it, but what happened to me was um, I have what's called benign particle positional vertigo. Okay. And uh, crystals can build up in your inner ear, and then it actually uh, displaces the liquid, throws
1: off your equilibrium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then
0: your body thinks you've ingested a neurotoxin, so it makes you vomit. Right. Yeah, to try and purge whatever poison you've put into your system, despite yeah. the fact that there's actually nothing in your in your stomach. In your stomach. Yeah, yeah, it's it's elsewhere. But you're, huh. it's some like leftover caveman shit that yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah. you're body doesn't really know Sorry how to that process it. Oh, it's weird. It happens, you know. Yeah. A friend of mine's going through it right now, actually. Um, Rebecca Pearson, um, and I, I, I genuinely hope it's the same thing that I'm that I had because it's very easily treated. You get
1: over it. Yeah. yeah oh, you, yeah. You, well, yeah. You I, I come mean, out on for, top.
0: Yeah. You you go for physio. Like I, I went twice, and then right. it was yeah, I was right as rain, you know, cool. and it was totally fine. It's never come back. Although sometimes I'll get kind of freaked out if I hear like weird feedback and stuff because like I was having like. Kind of slight Oral. audio hallucinations, yeah. And I was like, so now, like, if there's like a weird feedback somewhere, I'd be like, kind of stuff. Like, everybody hears that, right? Okay, cool. We're yeah. good then. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, during that period, I did same sort of thing. I was, did, did a lot of listening and I did a shit ton of visualization and it changed the way that I played too so yeah
1: like I'm th- it's almost nice to uh, have to, when you have to take a break if, if, whether or not you have to by way of you know health reason like yeah. me with my broken hand or you with vertigo yeah. uh, to, to, to sort of take take a break and uh, uh, like a lengthy break and, yeah. and, and and you're almost forced to just be in your own head because yeah. you know because there is the element there is the you miss you miss being able to play, yeah. or you miss playing. So you're thinking about it, and then you're you're also still thinking about it from an analytical sense, and uh, you know thinking about the ins and outs of the, the whatever scale or you know whatever song or whatever, and yeah, yeah. spend some time in your head, and then when you come back to it, um, you, you it's different. You come yeah. back with you you've you've. you've You've done something. There's, yeah. some, There's something something change of some yeah, kind. Yeah. Something has happened. Yeah. Something's happening to me. And, you know, <laughs> I, now I'm Ray Brown. I'm Ray Brown. <laughs> so yeah. 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 That's a really it's a really cool uh, really cool thing. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, with the handbrake and everything like that. Uh, I'm almost I feel like I'm fortunate that I didn't do much more damage, but also the, the silver like lining was to you to step back that I took a step back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really Some ch- there was one band that was at the blues jam yesterday that Pat's a part of. It's uh, Logan Murray. Uh, he's from north of Kingston. And uh, he had, uh, well, Pat Temple was playing bass. He had yep. Brian Landry playing drums, who's that a phenomenal drummer.
0: Johnny Wong was doing sax for them? Is, was it that lineup? Yep. Yeah. yeah, Johnny
1: Wong played sax for them. Yeah. And Wayne um, O'Connor, Brent Bailey. Wayne O'Connor was, yes. Brent Bailey, yep. uh, Wayne O'Connor was playing guitar. Yep. Brent Bailey's on keys. And uh, so that's Logan Murray's band. But um, they hadn't played a show in a little while. They just kinda of threw this band together for Logan because Logan's right. a friend of Pat's and, you know, he wanted to record this a few songs, so they sure. recorded it at a Pat's place. Pat helped him get the musicians together and uh, you know got Wayne and got Brian initially. Um, Johnny just happened to be there and Brent was there too, so that yeah. was just an afterthought and for the jam sort of thing. Yeah. But very um, nice
0: cherry on top. Exactly, yeah. right?
1: He's amazing. Both of them. Oh well, yeah, both yeah.
0: both those guys are killer players.
1: Yeah. So it was it was one of those things where you they they hadn't played a show in a while they also hadn't gotten together to have any kind of rehearsal right and that was the first time together again and they just blew doors like yeah. they just they they sounded better than i've ever heard them yeah and i've really been in good. bands where that's that sometimes is the case it's like okay we got a show coming up this saturday do you guys want to have a rehearsal on friday or do you guys want to have a rehearsal like saturday during the day before the gig like i'm always like no Like I don't Mm -hmm. wanna do that. It's like unless there's something specifically that you need to be like brushed up on that you don't remember. Yeah. Like and you're like, I don't you know, I need to ask questions. You know, if you've got questions then yeah, we can get together. But like Absolutely Um In in my experience with the bands that I've played in You know, just go into the gig, just go into the gig, and it'll all come back. And as it comes back, if the band's all listening to each other, like all the members are listening to each other, you almost end up playing the best show of your life each new time you take a long stretch of a break and then you come back to something. Yeah. Um.
0: Sorry, not to interrupt, but just even if you do rehearse weekly. I like to have like a couple of days from rehearsal to show and it just gives time to digest. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, yeah. and then exactly what you're talking about. You, you take that little bit of breather and then you come in and hopefully, you know, hopefully magic and usually magic. Mm-hmm. I've, I find anyway, like if you're in a, if you're in a good band.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause then it's, you know, it's had a couple of days to settle and yeah. kind of digest. Yeah. Like you said, um, I, I didn't rehearse a whole lot with, um, like, you know, you, you know the Lorewoods, Brandon yeah. Humphrey on guitar and Matt Greco on the drums. And that trio spawned from a residency that I ended up procuring for myself at the Dobro. And that was originally with a band called the Quick Shifters that I've sort of revamped with new players. And now I have the Quick Shifters as a trio. And I don't know. I'm just all over the place. Like, I want to front all kinds of bands. But it basically came from necessity because I was wanting to play rockabilly styles and swing styles and the songs and stuff that I wanted to play. Mm -hmm. Nobody was really playing and singing. So I just had to be the bass player with the upright bass that sang these tunes. Mm -hmm. And um, that's how I met Brandon. Mm -hmm. Uh, He moved to uh like you can you can almost kind of like splice splice me in at the end of his podcast it's like yeah. so this is when brandon moves to peterborough yeah but anyway <laughs> so he kind of moved to town and i met him through some mutual friends and he was coming out to see um my band at the dobro and uh i think we were calling ourselves the lorwoods at that time i can't really remember but i had johnny Fourballs playing um guitar uh and i had dylan ireland playing drums and the lineup changed. It kind of fluctuated. Like I had I had Joe Hay playing drums for a while and then Dylan would be playing guitar or Johnny Fourballs would be playing guitar and uh, you know, whatever. But um Ended up with Joe Hay on the drums, and then Brandon was just like, "Let's, you know, I want to jam with you. Like, I fucking dig your band. I think you're a great player. I really want to play with you." And I was like, "What's, let's, let's do it." I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I was like, "Can you?" I was just kind of like, you know, like, "Oh yeah, well, can you, can you hang on a twelve bar and whatever?" And it's like as long as you could just like hang on a twelve bar. I just I got to tell you the key. A lot of what we're doing is just twelve bar blues uh but like jump like upbeat swing he yeah. was like yeah man fucking you know fucking right and so i was like okay good and so i i threw him under the bus and we didn't have a rehearsal we, it wasn't like okay i'll call you and then we'll get together on you know wednesday evening and then we'll um, go over the set list no it was yeah. just like i didn't even have things. a set list written down i was just like okay the gigs you know the gigs next tuesday night here at the dobro be here for nine and um i always took the first set of those nights to introduce new songs and just throw right. the band under the bus for it. it's like this is in the key of this it's a it's a rhythm change one six two five or it's a just a twelve bar right. um, or it's you know it's a three chord but we start on the four or starts on the five you know whatever whatever the case is I would give him like right. a little bit of a spiel kind of like um, in Back to the Future where he's you know yeah. he's just like uh, watch me for changes yeah. and uh, try to right. keep up yeah yeah so it was kind of like that every week and that's how that's how I would that's how I built my song list. Um, we cool. didn't have we didn't have a day where we got together and rehearsed the the the, the rehearsal was the gig and it wow. was a weekly gig and the first set there wasn't a whole lot of people there you know at the the very first set of the night right. usually by the last set of the night it was pretty busy yeah and sometimes we would play some of the stuff from the first set because nobody was really there to hear it in the first place anyway so we can repeat those songs
0: sure. and
1: there were songs that like they had already got a chance to play it once and they're like okay like I remember it a little bit and then so yeah, yeah. over time it just kind of you know snowballs um and then joe got busy uh he opened up a business him and his wife own um amuse the coffee uh, the new coffee place where osmobics used to be uh ritz deli north was at this uh location on 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 george street yeah george in dublin i think it is anyway so he got busy doing that and um it was when I was in the Cole Porter Music Review that I met Matt Greco, and he was playing just like snare and brushes, like really jazzy sort of swinging, and I really loved his feel. He really had a feel for swing yeah. and for jazz and swing, and I was like, buddy, like, I was like, can you, do you want to, do you want to play every, I, th- I think it was either Monday or Tuesday that I had down at the door, I was like, do you want to come out and play on a weekly basis? And uh he was like, you know, I was like, the deal is just we, we kind of get a little bit of scratch and we, we get a few get a few drinks, but um, it's a good time and uh, I want to start a band and I want this to be a band. So, yeah. um, again, he joined the band. I threw his ass under the bus. Like he just came out one night and I was just like, it's a swing and I'm gonna get one two three, you know. Yeah. I just count, you know, that, you just count that's... it in and hope they catch it. <laughs> exactly, because yeah. yeah. that's kind of what happened with me. You know, like when I started playing with guys, they. I didn't really, you know, we didn't get together and be like, okay, we're going to do this song. It's called this. It's in the key of this. These are the chords. And blah blah. and here's the words in case you were interested or whatever. Like it wasn't, it wasn't really laid out on a, such a formal thing. It was just like, we're on the gig, you know, it's in the key of a. Wow. You know,
0: that's like, right. to. It's going to suck. Eh? It's, it might yeah.
1: suck at first, but yeah. you know, that pressure of having an audience yeah. in front of you, like there's nothing like that. Yeah. Totally. And, um, another thing uh, that I think should be said for um, progressing as a musician and I keep telling people this that come to me and ask me questions about how I got to where I am now mm-hmm. um, I tell them that always be the weakest always try to strive to be the weakest link in a group right if like, you find like that you, people that are way better than yeah you. if yeah. you find that you're playing in a band and you're the you're the most experienced or you're the your best or whatever yeah. um, musician in the band. You're not gonna you're not gonna progress, yeah. um, a whole lot more than if you are trying to keep up with everyone else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. And that's where I've always been. I've always been. I've always tried to be in a situation where. um I'm I'm sort of the weakest weakest link, and I and I I I have no choice but I have to learn I have to learn more to be able to be to on the level up, yeah. with songs that they choose to do the uh, songs that they're writing yeah. um so yeah I think that's important to to to, to say for oh yeah you know, anyone that's listening that you know, might want to you know know what's the secret or you know if there's if there's a secret to, one of them is just to just to be the shittiest in the band and yeah. then that's how you get good faster yeah. Yeah. you know this is like there is the you know sit in the basement by yourself and do it on your own play along to whatever the fuck and have a good old time um but yeah, there's uh, nothing
0: quite like the pressure of of really experienced players around. that India. pressure exactly and that yeah. pressure
1: could come from an audience and you're like you know getting thrown under a bus that's what i did with Brian. that's what i did with matt and then the lorewoods ended up being like the longest running trio for me and yeah. Back on that topic, we never had. We we might have had four in the in the two or three years that the band was together. Mm. Um, And I I mean I guess we're still together. We're just on a bit of a hiatus because we're all kind of busy in respective areas of our own lives. And sure. Um, but anyway, uh, during that during that time, we we never like it was just like that that residency gig was our rehearsal. It was a paid rehearsal and. Every every week I'd bring up maybe one or two new songs to play in the first set, throw them under the bus on them. We might play them again later on, yeah. um, but you know, not not a lot of stuff gets talked about too. Yeah, like it's just kind of everything kind of happens on the fly. Like Matt might do some sort of syncopated thing on the drums that matches up with something that I'm doing. Yeah, and then once that happens, you kind of make eye contact with the drummer, and then.
0: You kind of have that, fuck yeah moment.
1: Yeah, exactly. Have that moment. And then, so then, that just becomes something that happens every time we play the song because it happened once and it was just like, damn. So we started to do, you know, that's, nothing really gets talked about. You yeah. know, it's just, it just, it happens, and then how we, we react to it, it becomes part of the song. Right. Um, but the, you know, there was a couple of things where we would medley. We started meddling, forgot about Dre. You yeah. guys are doing that in Broken Harmony now. Yeah. But we were meddling, forgot about Dre with uh, one of these uh, swing tunes. It's a Carl Perkins tune that I was doing oh, cool. called Her Love Rubbed Off. Um, and it's like, um, it starts off kind of like a, in a Calypso in an in a, in a minor the, the song is in C but it starts off on a minor just doing a Calypso but right. and then it comes in with like just full-on swinging on on this on the one on the C right um but then it goes back down to the minor and then we kind of you know you kind of flip the fucking, the beat around all of a sudden it's just like and then so we just we just those kind of things like that you would talk about or you know the the few times we got together for a rehearsal it'd be it'd be you know because i wrote a song and i or or brandon wrote a song or we wanted to have some kind of meeting of the minds it would, yeah yeah i'm not saying like don't rehearse yeah for sure you know i'm just saying you know know for, for me like it it uh it never really was about that it was more about just off the cuff very imp- improvisational very yeah throw throw under the bus and that's yeah. that's how we got you know how we progressed and got better yeah i think
0: yeah yeah for sure i de- i definitely enjoyed doing that kind of stuff it's why i like really i really like doing filling gigs for people every once in a while and then they're like here's 50 tunes you got two weeks and you're like okay you like you a go, challenge. Yeah, you go yeah. you go learn those tunes. And then, um, actually, I did this uh, not too long ago. Um, I played, you know, Ben Foss
1: and uh, yeah.
0: Willie Lawson. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, I know um, those guys. Yeah. yeah. They're so, like
1: Bancroft guys. They're like friends with yeah. Rico. Yeah yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they have a band called uh, Vern's Comb. The singer's name is Chad. I can't remember his last name right now because I've only okay. actually formally been introduced to him the one time, and I only was given his first name. So oh, okay, right. So I can't really... Re- Sorry, dude. If you hear this, I apologize. You, you're a cool guy and you're a good singer. I just can't yeah. remember your last name. Um, but, we'll have uh, a beer with Chad sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, we didn't. We didn't have a rehearsal. I learned. Uh, I learned fifty out of the fifty-two that I was supposed to. Yeah. And uh, then we just, you know, got up and and played and and uh, it was good, you know, and, and made our money and went home. And that was, you know, and it was great. I had a, I had a great time and I love doing that kind of stuff. And, you know, they, they obviously some of the tunes are, you know, not in the original key or they have a slightly different way that they want to end it or go into it. And they just like give me a quick explanation before we start. It's so, like, the, you know, just keep your head up was basically yeah. that was just the rule for and it's like that's been my
1: be prepared. Yeah. You know, don't get too comfortable.
0: Yeah. My code of conduct on stage has always been keep your head up yeah so, oh, like yeah. You, you gotta be paying attention and gotta, you gotta listen yeah you have to listen and i love i love looking at my my bandmates that i'm playing with like yeah. like when you had that moment when you did that really cool thing like i mean i was i was you know I, I'm, I'm always kind of scanning but in case somebody does something really fucking awesome
1: yeah
0: i want them to know that i feel what yeah. the, what you're doing you
1: share a moment yeah and, yeah.
0: and, and it's great and it connects you mm-hmm. you know you have that like like, on Friday, I, I can't even remember exactly what it was, but I remember you just did this thing, and I was like...
1: It was just the way like, I... That was... Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was like, that was sick. Yeah. That was tits, man. I appreciate what you just put. Yeah, in, and that was know? a
1: product of of me having the two months off and thinking yeah. a lot about stuff, and it's something that I probably wouldn't have, you know... Otherwise done. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, anyway. it was
0: just like, yeah, fuck yeah, I fucking love it. So, just stuff like that, I, tol- I totally get it. I think sometimes, though, depending on what you're playing, like, if you're playing stuff, like, if you were in, say, like, a Primus Tribute, you'd probably want to have considerably more rehearsal time for a project yes, like yes. that. yes. Um, but I, I totally agree though. If it's something that is super jammable and yep. very improvisationally based, yep. then yeah, absolutely. One yep. of the best things you can do is just kind of dive into the deep end mm-hmm. and, and, you know, hope you can, hope you can stay afloat. Yeah. You know, cause that's, that's, you learn fucking fast. Yeah.
1: So that's, what's always excited me about, about music. Cause uh, uh, you know, being self-taught and stuff i really enjoyed jamming like mm-hmm. you know someone would we'd just get together and just listen to each other and come up with like even if we just sat on the same riff for like 45 minutes yeah, and it sometimes was sometimes
0: it's the best shit in the world. you don't even
1: realize that that long has passed I know, like right? you just get going and like you, you have those little moments with with like you know different members of the band where you're like that was cool that was awesome you know you're connecting next thing you know it's just like it, almost an hour yeah, hour's yeah like what, so you know, where'd the time go yeah. um but yeah, that's that's the most exciting part about music for me is like the improv and the off the cuff and the and the throw you under the bus. But um, you know, obviously, I do you know under, you know appreciate when <clears throat> bands have like you know you got to just like you said like if you're gonna do a prime with cover band, you're gonna want to have that rehearsed. It's not just gonna be like, hey, do you know this song? Yeah, me too. Okay, let's just do it. Yeah, you know, you're gonna want to go over some stuff and like make sure everyone's like good on it and make sure the band's tight and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just for me. I've played a lot of roots based uh in the in the uh blues and i guess now lately more jazz uh style i've been playing with this guy named uh kyler tapscott who yeah you, yeah. you said you know him or they I haven't met him in person but you got him on facebook yeah and yeah
0: we've got each other on facebook but we gotta we... meet him
1: the guy's a fucking beaut. he's i'd like to super nice dude he's a he's a music teacher he's um he's a guitar player he's uh plays a little bit of piano um a little bit of banjo plays a little bit of everything and. Uh, very well-rounded musician well-rounded dude fun to hang out with you know great sense of humor nice um but is actually kind of like a fucking monster on the guitar like right on just unreal and i'm i feel really blessed that like you know i get to meet people that are and this is this is again like you know i want to be the weakest link in a band and like getting to play with this guy he's he's actually like we've we've had like you know, Facetime sessions where I'm just sitting in my bedroom and he's with a guitar and I'm with a guitar and he's showing me some of the pretty chords that he's doing, so I know them and I can finger them on on a guitar. Mm-hmm. So I can consider them from a bass point of view. Once I, because yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's kind of how I relate it too. Like you to. And I can just play play a chord and then and then if I can play it, then I know that he's playing it when I'm playing bass and I look over what his hand's doing kind of thing. Like it's, sure. like it's like when you get to that point as a bass player where you look over and you know he's playing G because his hand is doing a G shape. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly but, what but you're talking about. But Kyler's doing all the fucking weird extensions and, yep. uh, you know, all this. So
0: it gives you more room to play um, those extensions as well and to outline the chord because uh, a lot of the time, too, when a guitar player is uh, hitting, especially if it's just a strum, Uh, as opposed to like arpeggiating something yeah uh then it really falls to to the basis to go like don't forget this note's in here to the audience not to obviously not the guitarist because he knows it's fucking there but like (laughs) but to the audience like just so you know this note's in this chord this note's in this chord this note's in this chord yeah this one's in here and then something else that that i i've been having a lot of fun doing um last little while i mean I, I i took a step back from it for a little bit when i first got out of school because all i wanted to do was be like check out all these like weird potential harmonies like especially if someone's playing a power chord because that's just root five and maybe octave if they're playing the octave of it yep yeah so like it could be all these different chords and that was something that i used to overplay way too fucking much when i first got out of school octaves. It was like, not just octaves but just like weird extensions yeah Right. and just be like listen to what it could be and it's like and then yeah. <laughs> I kind of had to, but then, you know, you, you learn that happy medium of yeah. like where to dial it back. And sometimes the best thing is to play absolutely
1: nothing. And then that's what I've always, so yeah, I've, so, I've always, uh, yeah, yeah, less is more. Yeah. Less is more. Uh, sometimes um, it's about what you don't play.
0: Oh yeah. I know? think a lot of the time it's about what you don't play.
1: Yeah. Most of the time it's about what you don't play.
0: Yeah. But then like sometimes something that can sound really sweet is like on that first, on that first downbeat, like. If I play, um, say, say you're playing like an F sharp minor or, um, yeah, if you're playing an F sharp minor, Mm -hmm. if I play a C sharp over that on the downbeat, if I don't hit the root with you, but I, but I hit the five fifth, that's going to sound really cool. Yeah. You know, or like, um, if you're playing, uh, I don't know if you're playing a G major and I hit the E, like. Quite a bit up, I'm hitting the six, right? That's Mm -hmm. gonna sound. It's gonna sound really
1: neat. Pretty pretty dissonant, yeah. Yeah, it it can be unless
0: like unless I'm like considerably further up in in the register, then it then it can sound nice. Otherwise, it'll be you're right. It can be quite dissonant. Yeah, but like if you do that in the right moment, that can be awesome. You could also, to to borrow your phrase, you could make it sound like a wet diaper and that's, like, that's it's I deep, just came out of the top of my yeah, head all know. of a sudden it's a disaster I don't write
1: I don't write this shit folks you know, I'm, like I said my favorite thing is to improvise and I do it every single day you there know you if, I t- if I told you a joke I, I don't remember jokes so I make them yeah. up on the spot for the most part there you go <laughs> just that way yeah I'm basically oh, just skateboarding through life yeah improvising and you know with my sense of style and there you go that's, that's where that, I, I stay humble though that's where my integrity lies yeah
0: yeah, well, I think I think um, humility is a very important thing because there's nothing worse than somebody that like that is clearly good at what they do, but not only are they like, because there's something to be said for confidence. Like you know, you got to know, yes, yeah. I'm capable, sure, yeah. But then there's like, but you know, the, you know that's like, I'm better, I'm fucking yeah. awesome, I'm the best, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, really.
1: Yeah. cocky, fuck, yeah. Like yeah, it's funny. Yeah.
0: Like I would so much rather work with somebody that's maybe not quite as amazing. Mm-hmm. But has such a great attitude,
1: yeah, you know, like, yeah,
0: because like, I totally agree with the um, strive to play with people that are better than you constantly, unless that guy's a cock,
1: <laughs> fair enough, you yeah, know? yeah, like, for I, sure.
0: Um, I, I, I would take somebody that's maybe not the best player but has the best attitude over somebody that maybe is the best player, but it's just a piece of shit to work for mm-hmm. or work with. Yeah. You know? I've worked I've worked with them all. Yeah. Uh,
1: all those different... Yeah. Both, uh, both both ends.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, it's the best when you can find somebody that's a stellar player and just, like, a beautiful human being. Yeah. Like, that's... I mean, that's obviously
1: ideal. Exudes confidence, but isn't cocky. Yeah. Um, backs up what they are confident about. Yeah. What yeah. they're playing, but still humble enough to... Be accepting of uh, learning something new. Yeah, for sure. And, and there's always something that you can learn off from someone else. Yeah. Whatever, wherever their skill level is. Yeah. Like I, I'm like I'm in the process of uh, exchanging bass lessons for bass lessons right now. Yeah. Like I have bass teachers that are well versed in theory, mm-hmm. coming over to get a lesson from me on how I play bass. Like yeah. the, Like the the, like the method, like the the way I slap the bass, my technique.
0: Yeah. Well, I was actually thinking about. I I would very much like to get because my slap technique is not hot. Electric? <laughs> Electric slap is not. Okay. It's not.
1: It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. What it, you gotta do? I mean, it's what okay. you gotta do is go back to uh, grade nine. Yeah. And then you sit while you're sitting at your desk. just Sorry. Just take your thumb and just start bouncing it and making sure that it's you know as soon as you as soon as you get your thumb bouncing. Yeah. And uh, and then and then get your get your first base from mana <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
0: That's that's the that's the secret. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's the
1: secret. Cool. I mean, yeah. like I can kind we of. Can, yeah, we we can hang. Um,
0: yeah, I think that'd be fun.
1: Yeah, there's just a few songs. That's the thing is, like, I don't, I've never really improvised doing that. Like, I know how to do that. I know how to fake it. I know how to do songs, like I, not maybe not whole songs, but I know how to do like riffs, like it's yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like the power riff, yeah. You know, yeah. And so you get <laughs> you, you learn those, and then that's kind of like anytime someone's like, oh yeah, play some slap funk bass, it's like okay, that's I'll do that one um right but I, I i don't really know how to improvise like that's that's a style that i kind of have to personally i gotta i kind of have to go into and, and almost kind of like make something up uh it, it premeditates my like what right. i'm gonna do for the notes and like formulate a bass line on my head and because <clears throat> i have to take into account uh like the rhythmic sort of like you're playing drums with your right hand like yeah so you've got your thumb your your, your thump and your pluck yeah. um uh, which is what um, I think that were the the terms that Larry Graham originally was calling it. Like people yeah. call it slapping and popping Pop, and yeah. uh, thumping and plucking. I think was he was calling it, but he's right. like, he's like, yeah, I mean, they call it thumping and plucking. they were slapping and popping. Yeah. And I always called it the thumb, the thump, and then the pluck. Man, that's what I called it. You know? so, yeah. Um, but
0: uh, I've seen a lot of guys too doing um, like almost like a, I guess I don't know if you'd call it. Clapping, but where you do like, like yeah, t-
1: the counter tap. Yeah, the counter tap here. on the left it's like hand. It's where you're like not you're, actually... you're muting the string, yeah. so that's like the, you're 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 killing the note, like yeah. you're you're stopping the note. But at the same time, there's like a that, percussive sort of like, yeah, of
0: the strings hitting the neck. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Could, yeah. There's uh like I pass like, me yeah. that there. I'll just... Like I totally understand how to do it. I just don't do it much. You know what I mean? Oh, this chair's got. Yeah, Stand up here and use the stool. Yeah, absolutely. I'll turn. I'll turn your mic.
1: Yeah, so I know too. Like, ooh, close one. Yeah. Every time I yeah. Every time I stop this the the, the note. Yeah, yeah. And that's how like. There's a couple songs where Les Claypool and I learned how to do it. It Was used doing like a right going to the
0: the three.
1: We do that really fast. Like, yeah. There's a song called Lacquerhead.
0: Yeah, 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 you yeah, know yeah, that yeah. One? Yeah, like, I sure do. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then there's a stop, and it just goes like. Does the fast thing. I can't really do it right now because I'm still kind of over and tired. <laughs> that was laborious. What the hell? Just get this away from me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Give me my K back.
0: I don't know if I'll be able to do this or not, but I'm gonna try to replicate what you just did.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like your right hand is just doing like dun 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 dun.
0: Yeah. I'd have to work it. Because yeah. that's sloppy as shit. But yeah,
1: there's a there is a Primus tune. Ugh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but that's essentially the bass line. It's like bump 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 bump. But then Spaghetti Western. It's called yeah. Spaghetti Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay. starts off and it's like the, it's got what? the drum that's like. What record is that on? that is on. Uh, um, Tales from the Punch Bowl. Oh, oh. The one with my nose, Big Brown B. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. Tried
0: to bite me. <laughs> <Dried>. <laughs> That's a... Yeah, cool. All right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll... I'll start working some of that shit. Because, like, I mean... Like, the, the kind of slap that I'm, like... Not terrible at is, like, the, uh... Like, now that I'm saying I'm not terrible at, it's mm-hmm. probably going to shit the bed. But they're, like...
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. like um
1: you, you'll probably recognize it right away. Well that last one was uh Oh, that was sloppy. The <laughs> Rage? Yeah. Was he playing was uh was John what's his name? John Como or something like that, the bass player?
0: Oh, uh Tom or Tim, sorry, Tim, Timmy C, Tim Comer. T- yeah, 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 yeah. Tim
1: think, Comer is that him? It? it Comer? Hang on. Something like that. Anyway, I don't have
0: my phone down here, but uh, Timmy yeah, C was... I didn't
1: uh, I didn't realize he was playing slap on anything. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, specifically just uh, take the power back in like mostly just the intro that I, like. <laughs> Yeah. That's like the that's like the whole Yeah. And a lot really of a
1: lot of those the the they're for the slap stuff is very pentatonic because you got a lot of the uh hammer-ons and pull-offs. Yeah, so yeah, you're just so doing you the, the, the tones, and yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very mm.
0: much so. Like like I can I can play a handful of like flea tunes or well flea tunes, chili pepper songs, yeah. Shit like that. Like um that's uh that's still in
1: drop D. Oh is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the Chili Peppers? Like it's, I think I don't know if it's their very first album, but it's one of their very first albums. It had like Police Helicopter and Get Up and Jump. Oh, is that um, uh, it? Was uh, like up funk. A- a it was just of... subtitled oh is it su- oh, it was just subtitled I don't
0: subtitled. Know, if I know that record or not
1: yeah it's good it's really good cool. it's like it's not like what they sound like now at all Yeah, like at all yeah. even w- way before Blood Sugar way before yeah. you know
0: like because Mother's Milk was sort of when they started to make the change
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but he had they had a song called Get Up and Jump and the, the bass line was like I'm probably gonna fuck, like not even really do it justice but uh, it was kind of like a That does sound super familiar. Nice. But it's a lot faster because it's just like, get up and jump, get up and jump. See, I can't even do it right now. It's an acoustic bass as well.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing too, just in case anybody's like, wow, these guys are sloppy as fuck. (laughs) It's an acoustic bass we're trying to. No business talking about what they're talking (laughs) about. (laughs) Yeah. do the opera thing too Yeah, amazing amazing oh my god Woo. Uh, cool i got you yeah play. we'll, we'll definitely
1: was, yeah yeah you did you did yeah
0: you weren't sure if you're gonna do it or not
1: yeah i tricked you A little tiny. yeah you, you did. You, did. And <laughs> <laughs> you kind of placed the bass i, just I in know games, i was like there just there leave it there and... it's like
0: that's that's the thing you know like that's how i started getting interested in playing music was like there were just there was always just guitar instruments around there was just instruments around the house yeah. there was always like uh dead at his acoustic and it was always just like in the stand always in eyesight there like we had like maracas and tambourines and and like hand drums and shit that's they often. were just they were just kind of they were just there yeah you don't have to do it but look at it isn't but it shiny if, yeah. isn't you, it pretty don't yeah. you want touch it yeah it's like i do want to touch it <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: Ugh, let me touch it so that's how yeah that's yeah, when I got my first bass, it was kind of like that. I'd come home from school, and then that's the first thing I'd pick up. Yeah, but I'm the only musician that I know of in my family on both sides. Huh? I don't have a musical background as far as like my family. There's yeah. What are the other? Yeah. Do you think that
0: like do you think that maybe that's like subconsciously like part of the rebellious thing like with the skater
1: and stuff, or or is it just something that? I think it's just.
0: It had to happen. Could
1: be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I had a really interesting upbringing because, yeah, I didn't meet my I didn't meet my dad until I was eight years old, and when I did, I sort of got introduced to his whole side of uh, the family, and all my cousins on that side of the family were jocks and athletes and stuff like that, right. and so I didn't really fit in in that sense. Like I, I, got into the stuff. Like I played a lot of baseball, played a lot of football, and sure, um, you know,
0: were you always like? Cause you're for anybody that doesn't know what Rob looks like, he's fucking tall. Yeah, and and you're like. You're pretty jacked. You're yeah, like, you're I, a thick dude. Yeah.
1: I've, so what, I don't know. What was the question? Like, sorry. Just have I like, always been like have, that? Have you
0: always been like a big kid? Like when yeah. you were a kid, were you big?
1: Yeah, I think so. Cause you're big I mean, I dude. don't, I wasn't really, I wasn't really paying attention, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I, guess I mean, I, I was, I did have this conversation like, uh, with someone just recently and it was yeah, about growth spurts. Because how tall Um, are you?
0: you like 6'3", 6'4"?
1: I got to be up there, yeah. It's been a while since I've measured, but it's probably 6'4". Yeah, that's what I was saying, 6'3", 6'4", because you're you're like head and shoulders taller than I am. Yeah. It says, it says six, four on my Tinder profile. So, oh, yeah. swipe a, right, ladies, swipe, swipe right. <laughs> I think, is that,
0: is that correct? Is right that... is good. Right, right
1: is, is good. Right is good. Um, and... only if you like me, I guess, and you want to talk to me, uh, I got a really funny t- <laughs> Tinder story and I'll tell it to you right now. Excellent. And what's great is uh, <laughs> I actually told it on stage last night. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I like, I was just like, I need to take a minute to tell you guys, cause there was a bunch of girls dancing on Like, and they all look like they were from Trent and like, they all look like they were on Tinder or. whatever like it just was that (laughs) age group or whatever yeah so i was like you guys want to hear my tinder story and they were just like yeah so anyway (laughs) there i am on tinder i get matched with somebody and Uh, she, um, well, I send her a message because once you're matched, that's when you can send a message to each other. For anyone doesn't know how Tinder works, it's very, I have
0: no idea how it works. It's
1: very superficial. You're shown a picture of someone and you can swipe left. If you don't like them, you can swipe right if you do. So I swipe right on someone. They swipe right on me. And if, and if that's the case, you both swipe right on each other. That's when it allows you to start messaging each other. Okay. And you can always unmatch. You can unmatch. As soon as you unmatch, you can't send messages anymore. Right. So. I sent her the first measures and I said, uh, you know, what brings you to Tinder kind of thing? You know, come here. Hey, you come here often. You know, (laughs) it's like, what? Hey baby, what's inside? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why are are you on Tinder? And her reply was, um, honestly, I don't know. You know, what about you? And I said, well, uh, you know, I just, I was just looking to meet some new people. Maybe, maybe have, have a good time. Um, I just got out of a situation ship. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't intend on getting into another one because I did, and I and I just kind of called it a situation ship because it very much was a, it was a it was an ordeal, really. Not yeah. situation ship, and uh, <laughs> so uh, she replied back, LOL, you know the emoticon for or the emoji for laughing hilariously. Yeah. Like there you go, emoticon. What?
0: You're using the old reference. I know. Right? <laughs> she was like? You know,
1: emoticon laugh, laugh smiley face. Um, What's a situation ship? Ha ha ha. And uh, so I go, and, and so I go. Well, use your imagination ship. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with Dewart, right? My, you know, you know, yeah, John, John yeah. Dewart. And I'm sitting there with him, and I'm like, you know, showing him the messages as I'm in real time. <laughs> it's like, look at
0: this. And I was, Dee-dee-dee. I was like,
1: I just said situation ship, and he was just like, that's funny. He's like, I just said use your imagination ship, and he was just <laughs> like, oh man, that's gold. And I was like, yeah, right. Like I'm so charming right now. Like I'm so. <laughs> She replied back, can you go fuck yourself? And then unmatched me. Whoa. Yeah. Like, and I didn't get it. Like, we, so I showed him and, and then we started laughing. <laughs> We're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, she's just like, took you, you, you know, I was in a situation ship. Ha 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 ha. What's that? Use your imagination ship. How about you go fuck yourself? Bam. Like close the door. <laughs>
0: that's, that's really weird. Yeah. That's I an know. odd.
1: It was really kind of funny, but, huh. uh. I don't know. Well, I don't really. Apparently,
0: take... she had no imagination chip,
1: or a sense of fucking humor for well, that yeah, matter. I don't really, I don't really yeah. care to talk. I don't really care to talk to someone without that in, in the first place. Yeah, know, so. no,
0: I don't blame you. If you're not funny, you, I, I got no time for you. Yeah, if you don't find Sorry. me
1: funny, then you can go fucking yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you so. go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really take that thing seriously. It's, it's more for just like maybe I'll meet someone that is out of the context of. The bar setting, sure. Because I find you know you know you know how it goes. You you play a show and then it's like. I don't I don't want to talk about girls. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, cuz you end, you know, you mean like uh, you know, they 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 start to like you or they have like a crush on you or something, but it's because sure. they saw you play and it's like and musicians are very the... attractive because they're musicians or, you know, whatever yeah. that s- surrounding the stigma surrounding being a musician that the whole that the whole attractiveness. Yeah. So I kind of want to meet people that don't know that I'm a musician and, yeah. and, and, well, because and you're in not... a different context cuz there's a lot yeah. of, I've got a lot of layers, you know. Yeah. You're, like like, you're like an onion. I'm like an onion. You know. Like Shrek, I'm like an ogre. Yeah, a <laughs> <He's
0: got> layers. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I totally know what you mean because you're you know you can't expect it to be the person you are on stage all the time. That would be exhausting.
1: Yeah. Like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like
0: yeah. So, as far as far as I'm I've, as far as I've been told, I'm yeah. pretty entertaining on stage. You are. You know, I move you a lot. Are. I play, I play reasonably yeah. well, and mm-hmm. um, the energy level output on stage, especially when I've got room is uh it's pretty immense some nights like sometimes i go fucking batshit crazy yeah because you, just the groove infects you too deep and you just kind of you're yeah, just having you know, one of those just, nights yeah, and then have, like
1: your drummer's having a good night and you know
0: yeah everybody around you is just playing really well and you just yeah. get you get or you get the possessed. audience that's really into yeah. it and they they fuel you oh.
1: for those people listening that are music appreciators uh that is a huge thing for oh, yeah. to look at it, as a musician to look out and see people actually into it or like dancing or screaming or singing along it's yeah. uh, it really makes the biggest difference it, it makes us play makes better us play harder yeah. yeah play harder play better
0: yeah yeah you will get a if you are a good audience you will get a better performance exactly and it's yeah. and i think i do think it's a definitely a two-way street too because the absolutely the you know if you're playing well they get excited, yep. and then their excitement hits you, and then you put it back out, and it's this beautiful cycle of yeah, just like give and take. Let's feed it. Let's it's a beautiful feed it. Let's relationship. It. it is. It's gorgeous. It's not at
1: all a situationship, it is <laughs> a beautiful relationship. Yeah.
0: You know? Like, shit. I don't mean to keep kind of talking about chicks, but I got, um, I, I'm so far out of the game. Cause like Amber and I've been together since we were 18 Yeah, wow. and yeah, I know right so over it's 10 years married. Yeah. Uh, well we've been married for married four okay, yeah. in a bit, but yeah, I mean, might as well, exactly. Might as well. Sixth like, um, uh, at this point in, f- in February we've been, um, February 21st, I believe we were together 13 years. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so, amicable these thanks. days. Yeah. It really, it's, it's, it's rare, you know? Yeah. The high school sweetheart thing doesn't typically last that long. No, but, um, we're gonna yeah we're making a run for it uh (laughs) good on you thanks but um i got a i'm like i keep getting further and further removed from unless it's like super blatant and this probably sounds pretty blatant but i just didn't catch it um i played that show uh that filling gig yeah and there was a there are these two djs there both both women and both both attractive girls you know and they're doing a good job and uh the the one comes up to me and um She's like, Hey, are you, cause we just finished playing. She's like, are you guys sticking around to party? And I was like, nah, I gotta go. Cause I had, um, I had a podcast with, um, that, uh, the next day on Sunday, I did a, an episode with Al Black. And then later in that evening I did one with uh, Hillary Dumlin. So I was like, I got I got a big day tomorrow. I got a couple of podcast episodes I got to record. I got to go home. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I mean, I drove there, so I'm not going to be drinking and well, shit, you know me, I never drink on when I'm playing anyway. Yeah. Or do any kind of,
1: you're the consummate pro.
0: Well, I'm the consummate lightweight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that that helps. You know, if I if I could if I could get away with like if I had a tolerance, I probably would, but I don't, so I can't. Right. You know what I mean? Because uh, I I get drunk fingers pretty fucking fast, and yeah, and yeah. I get uh, if I get high, the illusion get, is it
1: makes you better, and I've yeah. noticed that too because I've had nights at like places in town where i'm thinking i'm like oh man we played so well tonight everyone's just like oh yeah really yeah do you watch that video tomorrow yeah or (laughs) or or, or, you know dave dave mccrory records it on the on the console with the red dog yeah somehow i end up listening to it and i'm like i remember that night that was a really good show and then i listen back i'm like holy fuck like that was "Mm, not good yeah daisy can we just not play this for anyone ever yeah Yeah. so
0: that's you know that's a big reason why i don't do that kind of stuff also i just like I'm uh, Unfortunately, I think it's like this weird neurotic thing. I'm hyper aware of shit I'm doing all the time, and I'm always evaluating what I'm saying and what I'm doing, which is probably why it sounds like there's a lot of weird spaces mm-hmm. when I'm speaking on the show even. Because yeah. I'm always trying to think about the... The most eloquent way to put something, or the most diplomatic way to put something, or just how to phrase it properly so that I completely mm. convey my message. Right. I feel like I'm getting a little bit faster at doing that just from having these shows, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. but there's good still practice. a lot of yeah, it is very good practice, but there's still a lot of pauses and shit like that, which are, are uh,
1: that happens on mainstream radio oh, yeah. all the time. Like, I mean, there's, there's even someone a, will be like,
0: "Anthony, have it." So.
1: It's like that's the joke. Have you ever seen Peterborough Time? Like the um, the little. I've seen the cartoon. D- I haven't actually was, seen
0: the full length, but I've seen a, the, the trailer for it. Okay.
1: Well, there, yeah, there's this scene where they're they're at the Canoe Museum and uh, they they tune into... They're f- scrolling through the radio stations because every radio station has an ad for Dean Del Mastro's got this uh, idea. To, he's the... He's the bad guy, and he wants to turn all of Peterborough into the biggest, the world's biggest used car lot, essentially. So yeah. the, the artists rise up, and so anyway, they're at the, mu- the, the kind of museum, and they're scrolling through the radio station, and every radio station has this ad except for one, and it's Trent Radio. And so they stop at Trent Radio, and it's just like, um, <laughs> um, and, um, yeah it's, it's the just, college radio whisper yeah voice just like and just, yeah and like breathing and like you know just just like in the middle of one of those like long drawn out i'm thinking more than i'm talking and um <laughs> you, so well. you know yeah it's so it, it, and it was and it's like one of the funnier parts of it. but anyways yeah that's yeah it's a thing it's a thing yeah, yeah.
0: But back to the story. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. That's probably the, my fault. No, fuck it. Uh, the <laughs> fuck g- it. The DJ chick comes up and she's like, gives me your business card. And she's like, hey, you should call me. And uh, she, she's a DJ. We just finished playing. So and my it's a mind, business card. Yeah, so, you, so you
1: go straight to business. Go straight like, to business. And I'm sure, like, if I need okay, any cool. of your services. Right yeah, or it's you know.
0: like, you know, maybe like they, you know, we'll set something up. If they need a band. A project. Who knows, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm only thinking about work. And I'm like, all right, Cool put the card in my pocket. We're loading gear out and stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I wonder what the name of their business is. So I pull the card out. And on it, it says, slap at a base, call me. Because, like, it's her and her partner. Her name is circled on it. And the business number is scratched out. And yeah. I, th- I feel like it's a personal phone number is written on it. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. But I was like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, huh. That seems like maybe this isn't a business thing but I'm, I, I'm so far removed. I was like, I don't fucking, I don't know. Or maybe like, am I like, am I having like a high on myself moment? Like I played really well and I look good tonight. Like, yeah. and I'm like, mm, hang on. I walk over to the singer. I'm like, Hey man, do you
1: what do you, think ma- what do you make of this? Yeah. What, do you, yeah. what do
0: you think of this? Do you think she's trying to pick me up? And he's like, are you single? It's like, I'm married. He's like, you need to burn this. <laughs> <I was just laughs> like, I'm like, uh, okay. That's Okay. okay. Consider right. it burnt. Yep. Well, actually, no, um, because I'm such a loser. I brought it home and I showed it to Amber. And nice. I'm, like, I'm like, do you think she was trying to pick me up? She's like, oh, yeah, totally, totally. She's like, that's funny. That's cute. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, all right, cool. That's awesome. All right. It's like we can throw that out now. <laughs> no offense. If, if uh, the girl that gave me your card, here's up, but I'm married. I'm not going to Yeah. go, I mean, you know, fooling around. That's not really. But, and I mean, you've seen Amber. Mm-hmm, I, I don't, have. I, I don't yeah. need to step out. You don't need to. No, no. You're, you're
1: doing just fine. I think so. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're doing just fine. And you guys got a great home. And you know, Thanks, man. This is a, yeah, it's a wonderful little place you got. Cool. A little piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Moving on up. Yeah.
1: Is that the reference you were making? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the American Dream. You know, you well, get your yeah, slice of too. pie, and yeah, yeah, that's that's where I mean, that's where they got they got the content for that song, or the, for at least sure. that verse or line. Yeah, my brain always just goes
0: straight to the Jeffersons because <laughs> I, I really I love always. that show, man. it was yeah. great. It was like it that, was. and all in the family. That was, that was a great spin off oh, of all, all in the family. family.
1: Remember Mama's family? Remember that one? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I do actually. That was yeah,
1: great. yeah, she was. Um, yeah fuck. so before we I guess before we wrap up because it has yeah. been a little while and I yeah. think um, I got some other things I gotta go get some food and yeah, you know I sure. my, I got my friend Terry visiting from Kingston and we're all like did you just ditch your over. friend to come here well, where she still she out. gave me her car and she was oh, okay. like, "Just go do your thing." Cause I was like, "I'll do, I'll, you know, I'll be about an hour, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm not. I didn't want to come in and do the Brandon thing and like, you know, make like a three hour long. That's basically you know, what we've done. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, I guess this is the way it goes, though. It is. Know?
0: It they like and it's it's great. This too. is my I,
1: first podcast, so is it? You're doing yeah. a really good job, man. I want to thank you for having me.
0: I want to thank you for coming. I want to thank you for reaching out
1: yeah and, well because i was i've been listening to the ones that you had like i listened to cookies and that was really cool because him and i have had a lot of conversations on some of the stuff that he's talked about yeah and the, you know in his influences and stuff like that but yeah. uh, i really i really dig the concept that you have of um it's it's kind of like you can really get to know your local musicians by yeah. listening to this podcast
0: yeah i i think so and <laughs> and i'm i'm trying to get more artists like just more of the arts in general like i mean it's mm-hmm. it's heavily dominated by it's musicians, easy, yeah, because, because you're a musician that's, and
1: those what are the I people know. that you know, yeah. and yeah, that's the easily most easily accessible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I
0: mean, you know, I I I see and talk to you guys on a on a fairly regular, like considerably more regular basis than I do to just about anybody else. Yeah, you know, so it makes it a lot easier to to call you cats up and be like, hey, you're really fucking good at what you do. Do you want to come shoot the shit for a couple hours? Yeah, you know, and yeah. and I always have a lot of fun because um as we've. I don't know if we've talked about this, but uh, it's kind of a, a given is that it's it's really hard to hang out um, with your musician friends because they're almost they're you know you're always playing different shows unless you're actually on the same bill together, which you know that's the, it too yeah the last little while we've been, like i I've, I've I feel it's been pretty lucky that we've actually got to. Hang out almost hang every out day and this see weekend. Each other. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. really cool because we don't really. We've get... never done that. No, thing. I mean, I don't think we ever. used to hang
1: out at the Dobro a lot. We'd see yeah. each other there, but uh, yeah, it's just been recently.
0: Yeah, the, we've Maybe. actually got got some time to really chill together, yeah. which has been nice. I've totally. been having a good time this weekend. It's been a lot of fun.
1: It has. So yeah,
0: uh, that's another thing that I really like doing about this is that like people that I I am you know I consider myself to be friends with them and we're just getting to be friends with them it's like this is a good way to get to know each other yeah i mean i feel like i'm kind of coming out on top information wise because there's a whole lot of me just going oh yeah and then and then what happened and how does that you know how did that affect yeah. this about the way you do oh your this, is
1: your six four six. this is your 646 this is your host so yeah. you know yeah
0: and yeah. i mean like I, i'll you know if there's anything that i feel like i can relate and be like oh cool, yeah, yeah here's this thing that I think, but very cool
1: concepts, very thanks, cool man. The whole re- podcast thing. Yeah, it's really, I, really cool. I wanted to, it. I wanted to reach out and I wanted to, yeah. do, I wanted to do it.
0: I'm really glad you did.
1: Yeah. Cause I find a lot of people ask a lot of the same questions, um, of me, you know, like, right. You know, why are you in Canada? You know, like, Oh, I hear you, I hear you grew up in California. What, what, what the fuck's that about? Yeah. So it'd be nice to just kind of have it on record. Be like, yeah. well, Go here. Know, Go yeah, here. yeah, Listen yeah, yeah. Here's a link to the 646. Listen to this and uh, you'll get, you'll get the gist of it. You yeah. know. Uh, and like questions about bass and questions about my influences and why I play what I play and, uh, things like that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Speaking of all that stuff too, cause I know, <laughs> I know that uh, you're, you're looking to wrap it up and I, I could use a bathroom break myself.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I have to fart and I've been holding it for a really more time. <laughs> oh, He's... just rip
0: it, dude. Uh, the episode I have with, <laughs> the episode I have with Ben Foss. I cut a dirty one. And I just, all he did was laugh. i just like, I'm like ah. Which and worse
1: I, is the ones that like, don't make it into the mic. Right. You just, all of a sudden you smell them. It's like, there's no way to convey that. It's yeah. like, for those of you uh, listening, um, somebody farted. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we didn't hear anything, so we don't know who it was, but, uh, it's a good one. Yes. It's or it's a bad one. So it's bad. Delightful it. hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It smells like hot trash. Hot that's trash why, and despair.
0: That's why I really want a video component. God, I'm looking to start doing that just so, like, if anybody drops one, you see, they're like, "Ah." <laughs> I could, ta- I I, could, could I, could, taste. I could taste that one. I could taste that one on my tongue. Yep, yeah. it's right there in the tip. Yep. It's like that delirious bit about the fire game. Oh, that was a good one. My mouth was open. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Eddie Murphy. Uh, oh oh <laughs> That was a good one My <laughs> mouth was
2: open
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Dad And he it On my hand Sorry sorry thought It's not a fire game You'll play it someday <laughs> Woo Shit baby You're rotten I want a divorce God damn you know? <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck. We, yeah. we can't stop, start talking about it anymore. If you will be here, I'll fucking die. Oh, I know. Yeah, forget about oh, it. Oh, my God. So, I almost brought up a movie. Anyway, no. <laughs> on, on, on the topic of starting to wrap up, where can people find you online? Um, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tinder. Uh,
1: Tinder, yeah. You can find me on <laughs> Tinder. Uh, <laughs> it's Rob, uh, comma, 30. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah, because it, it says your name and then your age. English. Oh, okay. Okay. Rob Three. You actually can't search. You can't search people on Tinder. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, in case you can, anybody
0: stumbles upon you. Yeah.
1: Well, you can find me on Facebook. I've got my, my personal, uh, Facebook profile. Um, Rob, Rob Foreman. Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I really like Instagram because when I first got it, I was all about the the capturing of the video because you just hold the button and you kind of take. It's like those old um those old Super Eight cameras that have yeah. the trigger. Yeah. You just and like you hold, hold, hold it for a little trigger. bit, capture yeah. a bit, capture a bit here, and you're kind of almost like you're editing as you're filming. Yeah. So I really liked that about it, and so if you, if you scroll down deep to the very beginnings of my Instagram, I was making a lot of these weird videos while I was on tour. Yeah, with, with the, the horse head and
0: shit. The, yeah, yeah, you you
1: saw you've seen <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah them. that's Matt Greco in the horse head most of the time. <laughs> Chris Colgan, Sean Conway, uh, Brandon Humphreys made into a few of them. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that's um, at uh, Barking Dog House is my Instagram at Barking Dog House. Um, I think I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, but I mostly just have it sort of tied to Instagram. To the so Instagram. when I when right. I post on Instagram, it'll just tether it to Twitter, but I'm sure. I'm not a tweeter. Um, do you
0: have do you remember what your Instagram han- or Instagram Twitter handle is?
1: I think it's Rob Foreman. Okay. All cool. one word easy, maybe. Yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah, it's I don't even have the app on my phone anymore because it just was taking up space and sure. I wasn't using it. It just Like, you know, when I post to Instagram, I'll just click the Twitter button so it just kind of goes to there, too. But I don't really use it. I'm mostly just, you know, Facebook and uh, Instagram. But um, you can search the Quick Shifters on YouTube and see some live stuff. You can search the Lorewoods. um,
0: Maybe you should spell Lorewoods for people. I think I should because that
1: always comes up, too. Uh, L-O-H-R-W-O-O-D-S. And just a quick blurb about that. The reason that band name was what it was was uh, my... My grandfather on my dad's side was named Lorwood Foreman. Oh. His, his first name was Lorwood. Really? Really. So when I started, when I after the first uh, incantation of the Quick Shifters, I wanted to change the name because there was a lineup change, and I kind of felt weird about there was a complete lineup change. Sure. And having calling it the same band, it just was. It was weird. So right. I changed the name to the Lorwoods. And then, and that's the, actually, it, well, it started out being called Lorewood's Trio, with an apostrophe, a possessive apostrophe S. Right, right. Like, so so kind Lore of like, like the trio, yeah. yeah, it's like his, you know, sort of homage to him because he was like a greaser and like a motorhead. and oh, cool. And it was all about like rockabilly music and like to, to be played for the rockabilly and life the, life and life the, life. the, the hot rod enthusiasts that my grandfather was, um, he died in a boating accident because he was, he was dropping like four fifty four engines and fucking oh, like shit. flat bottom V drive, you know, boats and jet, like jet boats and going really fast on lakes. Yeah. And so he ended up dying in an accident. Um, cause he was going really fast. And well, I mean, that at was least before he went out going to have you know, exactly doing time. what he was doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was way before my time. And, um, so anyway, so this was this was sort of an homage to him and I, I called it Lorewoods Trio and people didn't people didn't really get the get the idea that that was a that was a first name right. and with the apostrophe s. So uh, when they would hear that, they just people just started calling us the Lorewoods because they didn't right. really get that it was a name. right? So then I just went with it because it was easy. yeah. And it still wasn't easy because I always have to spell it. Again, yeah. it's L O H R W O O D S, all one word, the Lorewoods. We got a music video on YouTube uh, for a song that I wrote called Treat Me Right, filmed by uh, the amazing and talented Kate LaDuce. Um, uh, We filmed it over just one day, and a lot of it is uh, in the Pigs Your Tavern, which I'm really happy about now that... in light of what's what's happening with the place now, it's shutting down. If you know, nobody knows, it's shutting down. It's uh, John's sold it, and uh, he just wants to retire. And good on him. Yeah. You know he what I mean. He like, deserves the rest. Just you know, enjoy. You know, he just wants to go enjoy his old age, and that's yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's totally a loss to our community that no one else is buying it and keeping the dream alive, in a sense. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's 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 an end of an era, and uh, things come and go. And um, I'm really mm-hmm. happy that I was around for for it while yeah. it was here. Have a piece and of that in your heart. Exactly. Yeah. And on my resume yeah. cuz now yeah. it's in my like my music video was filmed in there and we did like a green screen thing so there's like some green screen stuff going on in, the, in like the window um just in the backdrop of the stage. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so it's, it's good a good video a, it's a fun little music video yeah, yeah it, did it a was a great cool. job
0: like it's a good tune but she, like i mean yeah. just from a, a production standpoint she's she amazing did a great job she
1: man. uh yeah she did a few for people she did one for missy not she did one for andrew shedden and uh, she did one for maybe one more person and me and they were they were pro bono she yeah. just wanted it for her portfolio because she was starting to do video editing mm-hmm. getting to it a little bit more because she's yeah, always yeah. been kind of graphic design and uh Working, you know, with with that in that sort of um, advertising and media sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to do music videos for people. So she called me up and said, like, you know, let's let's do this. And I was like, you know, right on, yeah. She's like, pro bono, like I don't, you know I don't want any recruitment. I just this is for my portfolio and for my resume. Mm-hmm. And you guys are awesome, so let's let's make it happen. So we did. I called up my friend Jeremy. He's got an old nineteen fifty eight uh, Chevrolet car, and we yeah. put that in the video. Um, my girlfriend at the time was a burlesque dancer so she was just a total babe. We, she was she made it in the video. Andrew Shedden makes a cameo in the video. He's the guy that's on the side of the road with the with the jerry can oh, and okay. he's like he's like, you know, thumbing it Thumb- cuz yeah, he's yeah. you know, got the jerry can and he, you know, we actually we do the thing where we sidle by him and like we're going to slow down sure. and pick him up. But then we like speed Key off. off yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh man." And he like kicks the dirt and he's like, oh. It's a cool little. I don't know. It's it's cute. It's fun. Yeah. Um, it's good. It so yeah, Lordwoods on YouTube. Um, I've actually searched Rob Foreman on YouTube. I mean, who hasn't searched their own name on different sources? Yeah. But uh, there's a, there's another musician named Rob Foreman, and it's very like ethereal stuff done on a on a keyboard. It's weird. It's yeah. weird because it's nothing like what I'm doing. Yeah. You know. But uh, anyway. He's a so, doppelganger. No, he does no. He's not. No. No. I don't know if he looks like me. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I've been told I look like Forrest Whitaker. And so uh, and there's that. I've also been told I, I look like... Holy
0: shit. You know what?
1: It's, now you're seeing it. If if and
0: if Forrest Whitaker just like ditched all his melanin, he would...
1: <laughs> <laughs> D- ditched it. <laughs> yeah,
0: like you could just shed it. <laughs>
1: Before I put on a few uh, pounds, I, I also got Val Kilmer. I used to get Val Kilmer a lot when I had a less uh, cheeks <laughs> i'm so very it's just, cheeky just more like
0: Val camera today yeah exactly yeah.
1: so yeah people can find me on instagram <laughs> at barking doghouse you can find me on facebook rob foreman uh check us out on youtube the quick shifters the lorewoods um you can see me on stage places mm-hmm. check out pat temple Yeah. check out melissa payne mm-hmm. check out expressing company kayla howren uh Andrew Shedden I mean I could just uh, like I've I've yeah, played with so play many with people. people yeah, yeah. yeah. Missy Knott I was on her first record her first record's called no for no reason at all I played bass on half of that uh, another bass player by the name of Matt Karras who you probably know yeah. Matt Karras yeah. he got uh, the first half of it done and then I became the live player Um I met them through Andrew Shedden because Andrew sort right. of you know got me he he made a lot of contacts happen for me just nice. just by word of mouth sort of thing like oh I know this great bass player like his name's Rob for me give him a call and he's he's good to go he's looking for work cool so me and Sam became friends and then that's how I met Missy and uh, um, you also Chris a, Altman yeah I was
0: I was actually just gonna bring Altman yeah
1: out. Chris Altman he's the uh, he's the Aussie he's the Canadian Aussie he mm-hmm. uh, he married a girl from Norwood Ontario and. Um, they moved from, uh, I think he was living in Adelaide or he was from Adelaide or so, know, something in Australia. Yeah. Moved to Canada and now they live in Hamilton. But for a while there, they were living in Norwood and they were living in Peterborough. And uh, myself and Brandon were in the band. So he cut a record um, at James McKenty's studio. Um, he called it the Narrows. It was just out past uh, Ennis Moor in, oh, in an old schoolhouse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he so he ended up calling it I think he the, the nickname for the place was the Narrows but that's cool. where 7th Fire was was recording all the stuff right, that they put on right. the vinyl for the 7th Fire uh, series. Right. And um, so I did I did Chris Altman's record there and that was a cool record to do. Actually, we did we did everything. Uh he played drums, I played bass mm-hmm. for every song before any other instruments. That's cool. We did the skeletons of everything and right. he like had a mic and like he like went right up to his mic. His mic was really hot and he was just like Okay, we're going into the chorus now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he would just like you know cue me that way uh, while he's playing the drums, and then later he filled everything else out, and that ended up being a really great record. So check him out, Chris Altman. um, He's got a few records on on the go, and he's still playing. He's uh, touring all the time. Um, I don't, I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, You know what I mean? It's a long list, man. Yeah, yeah. There's. Quite a few, all Peterborough, all of Peterborough. I love Peterborough. It's just yeah. it, there's always you always run into someone that wants to do some work with you, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's amazing. It's an amazing little music community. Yeah, and it I'm is. really glad that this is, in my in my, uh, sort of, uh, crazy tumultuous uh, upbringing of moving around and kind of being passed from parent to parent. This is this is where I ended up, and this is where I really, you know, laid my roots down and. Yeah. I'm really happy to be a part of this community. Yeah. It's, it's well, I'm incredible... really glad you're here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I mean, like I'm glad i just like in
0: Peterborough. I'm very glad that you're in this town. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I <was kidding. laughs>
1: thanks for having me. I said, uh-huh. thank you. All right. Give me another beer. I'm kidding. Well, it's right there. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll have one more before we go. But... Just
0: real quick, real quick, because sure. you were doing it last night. Can you, can you give people your movie announcer, like your trailer guy voice?
1: This fall. Uh, I can't
0: Can <laughs> in, in you start it with "In a World"? I love when you do that.
1: Um, in a world, <laughs> this fall coming this fall. Yeah, that's so good. Two brothers. <laughs> in a world, it, this happened because I just I I, I found it funny that I, I started noticing in a lot of movie trailers. Um, uh, you know how they kind of, you know, they're just kind of like, uh, point forming all of the, the events of the movie yep. into the trailer. Uh, so it's like two, you know, two brothers. And then there's always now. Yeah. It's always now. Cause it's like, you know, after yeah. all this shit happens then. So it's yeah. like, you always hear him go now, you know, in a world, you know, coming this fall yeah so, it's so great I don't know That's just, if it's
0: a sequel it's like but this time yeah yeah yeah. Right. but
1: this time yeah that's it <laughs> so but good. this time
0: yeah oh speaking of time um just because it, you're, you were getting close can you if anybody doesn't remember Inspector Gadget double check it but like cause man and I, like I'm so envious cause right now I, I'm healing my voice so I can't do a lot of the the weird voice acting shit but can you give everybody a quick Dr. Claw
1: I'll get you next time. Catch it God damn. next time. That's so good. That's there's so always so it's good. in the, you know, there's always the cat kind yeah. of squeal oh, at the end yeah. of it. Yeah. Which I can't yeah. do. I can't do those like high pitched ones, but
0: I can when my voice is not, I, wouldn't, to be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I, I can't, I'm watching you now. sing
1: the other night and I'm like, Oh, like it's, it's almost like, ah, uh, you yeah. know, it's like, well, I was
0: actually, I was being really, gonna, uh, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. I was being very reserved. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, don't for wanna... any for anybody that doesn't know, I've talked about it a little bit before. I thought I had a hematoma, but then the actual, I guess, technical term on the first uh, checkup was an edema. So I was I was mistaken, and then it was even a that, band. yeah, that's right. They used to play bass for Edema, no, so, or are a, they actually there was a band? A band called oh, edema. was it yeah. really? Yeah.
1: Oh shit! I think it was um, the guy from Corn, the oh. singer of Corn, his oh. brother was yeah something there was some connection with corn anyway oh okay sorry Crazy to no <laughs>
0: uh, but even the uh the specialist that gave me uh, the the edema which i misinterpreted as hematoma mm-hmm. uh, even that was mistaken it's a polyp that i've got on my right vocal cord which is it's a it's a stress polyp cuz like i do all the like the James Brown screams and shit like that
1: this dude uh, sings like James Brown and when he sometimes. does it's amazing thank you i yeah, appreciate you you're that. very very good at it thanks man i've always really enjoyed yeah i appreciate that and I, you just put it on on a, so unapologetically and just like with you know with some with real conviction and yeah
0: you, you can't go in
1: that's entertaining
0: half-hearted you know you gotta, you gotta not with something like that not, you know, well not no, with anything you really in yeah, theory yeah. You, you can have no timidity like no, you, no, no trepidation. It's you gotta not. Go it's not your
1: singer-songwriter folk guy in a you know playing in a bookstore like, you know. I went down to the park. You know, it's yeah. You gotta really, like, Ugh! you know. Yeah, you
0: have to. You gotta bust it out. And uh, I I did it wrong one night because I was super sick, and I just didn't have the right wind because mm-hmm. there's a right way to do it, which is what I typically do, but um. <clears throat> But i was really sick and i had this awful chest infection and i just couldn't get the wind to compress properly and so i was like well i know the wrong way to do it which is by using my throat um to like really constrict here rather than constricting uh, yeah. diaphragmatically right or I need, not I constricting some... but com- compressing yeah um and uh i uh so i did the throat technique which was so stupid and short-sighted mostly because it was like a, just want to i just want to entertain yeah you know so
1: i did the i always yeah that's how i am too
0: and uh um, and i hurt myself and it's been like about eight months so i've been like i've, I've been playing injured
1: yeah you know like vocally so, so what like, is it now it's going to be six, six that you gotta you gotta kind of take it easy i and gotta
0: take it super easy for six months no coffee no, coffee, no alcohol no alcohol uh, I have to cut down on any uh, like heavily acidic foods and stuff like that because right. can cause acid, it could cause acid reflux,. Yep. And so
1: that's not good for that.
0: No, and uh, if I even get the slightest amount of cold, no singing whatsoever. Um, I have to go for speech therapy. I have to do all kinds of uh, regenerative vocal techniques and stuff. And I'm going to be, I have to go back and forth to Toronto to the specialist um, a a handful of times for the next six months and and periodically get scoped, which is a whole lot of fun because they Mm -hmm. take this uh, very, very flexible, but small camera and they shove it up your nose and
1: then down the back of your throat. Oh, I didn't know it went up your nose. I thought yeah. it would through, go through your mouth and then down, but up uh, your nose. Up
0: your nose and down the back. Uh, okay.
1: So that's, that's, that's,
0: that's fun. Yeah. And, and it's weird because they make you sing while the camera's in your throat. So
1: you can, f- <laughs> you can feel it. You got this fucking tube, like up your, up nose, your nose and you're just like, hey.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Well, she didn't make me scream. She's like, just give me some head voice. You know, right. and, I, and she's like, sort. can you give me a slide down? So. Right? Kind of thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, let's take it to lower registers. So I had to, you know, like, kind of stuff. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And it was, it was crazy. Like I, when I was first talking to her, she's like, she like, comes in, we're speaking. She's like, hmm, yeah, your voice is probably resonating somewhere around 110 Hertz. Like your speaking voice. And huh. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. She's got magic ears, man. It's wild. Okay. It's really wild. Yeah. It's like it's in. It's in Insanely impressive. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like, and she was like, you know, when she asked me for head voice, she sang a note first. Oh, really? She's got a gorgeous voice too. She oh, can wow. Sing like nice. a motherfucker, and I was just like, sweet, God damn, all right, cool. Yeah, very. Cool. That's someone you
1: want on your side. That's yeah. looking after you that way. That has that sort of mindset, you know? Yeah.
0: Like, and it was funny too because she's like, "I need you to sing," and like my appointment was like nine thirty in the morning in Toronto. So like, I, yeah, I was like. I haven't yeah. warmed up at all. Yeah. Like I came from like. What's two- the
1: earliest gig you've ever played?
0: Jesus, um, like an eleven o'clock matinee.
1: That's the earliest. Yeah, What's I got it? you beat. How I got early? you totally beat. How early was Andrew it Shedden? Early? Andrew Shedden booked us uh, for an all-women's mountain bike race in the Ganaraska Forest. It was called the Big O. So it was, it, was a, it was kind of like a fundraiser for ovarian cancer research. Um, so it was an all-women's mountain bike race. And we were playing under a tarp uh, in the Ganaraska Forest at sort of like the starting slash finish line. Right. So all these mountain bikes, were they're up in the forest, in the trees. And we can't see them <laughs> every, until every once in a while one would come out of the f- trees and then cross the line and then go back up and disappear into the woods again. Uh, but we were down there playing. And we had to be at the gig and playing for six a.m. Fuck off! And we had a gig the night before, so it was it was fucked. The saving grace of that uh, particular gig was there was um, professional masseuses on site for the writers, so we got some free like real good like, like professional massages. massages. Yeah, it From was like amazing.
0: massage therapist. Yeah, yeah, real
1: massage therapist. Yeah, so that was cool, but it was still like. A, yeah, I don't even. think... I don't it, know
0: if that evens out though.
1: <laughs> the money was really good. Oh, okay. No I mean, money. it wasn't. It was a fundraiser, not fun, not a, fund, a fundraiser in a sense, but it was also um, sure. Yeah, like we, it was we a, did get we did get paid for coming out in our time. Well, and I
0: think musicians should, and I I don't want to get too much into this because I know you got shit to do. Some of like, our,
1: some of our, some of my best gigs. Um, I've gotten through doing fundraisers. I've done so many fundraisers, yeah. and then you know people see you because like sometimes yep. people will be at a fundraiser that wouldn't normally be at a place that you're playing. Yes. So you'll get handed a business card. Next thing you know, I'm doing like I'm wearing a Mega Speed shirt. Yeah, right yeah. Now. When you do. And the, this is Pan Am, right? yeah. And we met Henry Winkler. There, I met Candy Clark, who yeah. is a, a actress on uh, American Graffiti, the blonde yep. bombshell. Oh yeah, she yeah. She loves me, man. Oh my gosh, she was flirt. Ask Brandon. Brandon yeah. will tell you like she was really like flirting with me. It was almost that's kind of amazing. It was incredible we got drunk with mike um or mike, holmes, my, mike holmes yeah homes yeah. on homes yeah. uh, but anyway so that was mm-hmm. that was because i did a fundraiser and peter wrote the red dog somebody handed me yeah. a card next thing i know i'm getting booked just to go play at this and it's the biggest um it's the biggest car show in north america or it was at the time It is at yeah. the international center in toronto anyway so i mean yeah while oh. sometimes you're not getting paid it it will lead to it, it can it, it can, can lead totally to lead to better yeah, things totally. for
0: sure i just feel like sometimes though you'll be at a fundraiser and there's a DJ there and the DJ is getting paid and the caterers are getting paid
1: and then they hire a band and they're
0: like, we're not going to, but it's a fundraiser. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but you're paying these people.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's in, but sometimes caterers will donate their time and yes, their, and their product yeah. and whatever, <laughs> or a DJ will donate their time or, you know, whoever, For sure but yeah, there are you know. I
0: agree, and I'm not trying to make it sound like sour. We grapes. live in a world
1: run by money, so yeah. there is yeah. I mean, fundraiser or not, you know, someone's looking to get scratched and or getting yeah. paid for you know yeah. doing something, and uh, yeah. yeah.
0: And again, like if it is a fundraiser too, like I'm not looking to make a killing off it because I understand that that's not what the gig's about. But no, but you want you, know, some, you want you something wants, for your time, yeah. And, especially if you got a long way to go. that's it too if it's it's a long distance thing
1: yeah you know like i'm not gonna book a fundraiser in sudbury because i know it takes six seven hours to get up there and then i go up there for nothing yeah you know other than you know the cause it would have to be like a a cause that was very close to home for me to make me do something you know like that exactly all of these fundraisers that i've done like cystic fibrosis like cancer research stuff like that um nothing, nothing really hits home with me. Like I understand that these are very important, uh, fundraisers to have. And, uh, yeah. uh it is, it is important and it's heartfelt. it's, it's, it's for people that are in need and, uh, but it doesn't really hit home to me. But they are in Peterborough, and it's really it's yeah for no, sure no s- no sweat off my back to go on a, on a Sunday afternoon down at oh, the Red Dog course. and play a set with my band, and then we're just there and yeah and like I said, somebody hands you a business card. Next thing you know, you're playing a wedding, and you're making like a couple grand off of a wedding because Absolutely. you know you played this thing, and they're like, wow, we really like your band, and we have this amazing yacht club, and we want you there. Yeah, yeah. whatever. I've
0: de- yeah, I've definitely had those kind of um, outcomes from it, which is sweet. But mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, I think some people um don't necessarily appreciate everything that goes into being a working band yeah and um kind of bums me out a little bit because like not only do you have to train like it's a trade a massive amount of time to be able to play well enough to be in a band then you have to learn all these tunes <clears throat> pardon me you have to learn all these tunes as a band there's a lot of behind gotta... the scenes work yeah. that people don't consider
1: yeah. when hiring a band yeah, they're like, that's oh, well, a whole you're only other t-
0: you're only on stage for three hours. It's like, yeah, but what about the ten thousand hours that came before that? Exactly. You know. It's yeah,
1: like, you're not considering all the blisters that have formed and um, you know,
0: um, and all the you know everything that's gone in. There's a lot. All the
1: money that I've spent on equipment, yeah, and, and time and getting around and uh, like, you Jesus, know. I
0: bet you, I'll bet if you just calculated your string cost. For the time you've been playing it would I be, play upright man yeah i know
1: my set of strings is 150 bucks and that's on the low scale yeah, that's on the low yeah. scale for upright that's not bases. even like that's yeah. not cat gut is it that's no 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 no. my i i have a set of guts that I, Brian weber gave me when he first saw me play and he was like hey man i got something for you that was awesome <laughs> that was really good ah uh, thank you um <laughs> so yeah anyway he gave me my first set of guts just just handed them over to me and wow. i had no idea what they were worth or anything like that he was just yeah. like I'm using this other brand. I'm not using these anymore. You're playing slap, but I see you're using steel strings, man. Like you need to, here's your, he sort of, it was just kind of like he kicked me in the ass and, you know, got me yeah. to the next level. It's like, boom, there you go. Yeah. And then I put those on and I was just like, oh my God, it's fucking amazing. I've re-strung it myself and that was awesome. Uh. But now I actually use, Um, they're they're like a nylon tape wound. Right. They're called Innovations and I'm pretty sure that's what Ryan's using as well. Right. Um, they're somewhere between steel and gut. They are they're, they sustain, like a steel but they're soft and easy to slap uh, like a gut but they're 150 bucks shipped from great britain jesus uk christ
0: i was i was pissed off that i was spending like 45
1: yeah but you're right though like i i used to buy elixirs exclusively for my electric bases and that's like 60 bucks a set yes it is and every you know every and they last a little bit longer than usual strings so you yeah. are you know getting your money's worth in the Might sense that like you don't four or have five to, months
0: out of them instead of two
1: exactly yeah yeah, yeah. but then over time yeah, yeah just string costs alone you yeah. know it's like why why shouldn't i be able to make a 100 bucks every time i go out and play you know three four hours yeah. worth of music in a, in a night or in, during a day or whatever yeah. it's like I mean At le- bare minimum,
0: yeah. Like know? I've been playing bass since I was thirteen. I'm thirty-one. I like to change my strings about every three, four months because mm-hmm. I spend the extra dough for the one for the strings to last longer. Yeah, you know, if I were to calculate thirteen to thirty every three or four months changing my strings, kind of makes me a little nauseous.
1: Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Think about exactly. It. Yeah, and that's
0: just fucking strings. That's not even the the really expensive shit.
1: Yeah, like yeah, fuck like the isn't. actual bass itself. Yeah and oh, the shit. amplifier
0: yeah like the dean was what was that that was like uh 17 1700 for the dean uh about eight for the sdgr the the acoustic fender was four and that's just my basses. Mm-hmm. you know that's, that's not even like the like, amps that's not the amps that's not the the other guitars it's like
1: drums the bongos yeah. congas yeah the bongas yeah. The congos
0: and the recording gear
1: the harmonicas
0: my harmonicas each harmonica is like 60 70 bucks a pop there's 12 keys
1: <laughs>
0: Fuck. Yeah.
1: yeah people yeah a lot of people just kind of miss the fact that it is a service it is uh, it is a trade that we're doing yeah. um, it's a skilled trade very much it's a skilled yeah. trade you yeah. got to have a talent yeah you got to have a you got to have a, a good sense and a good knowledge and a good grasp on it yeah. and um, it's unfortunate that I guess we just we just live in an age where technology uh has made it easier for people to enjoy music and they're not so uh, especially the younger generation like the hipster movement and the young generation with the hipster movement they're like about vintage and they're about um you know what came first or whatever and so they're about things that people aren't maybe necessarily into in the mainstream and so that's where you get like the roots and folky musicians that's still sort of alive and well and yeah people that are into bands and appreciate live music yeah. with people, actual people playing live music. And then there's just the, you know, the bar stars that are drinking Coors Light and they're down at the club listening to, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the, that that's it. It's like... Like, it's all getting crazy now, you know? Yeah. And, you know... That was a really good impression. To there Thank you. Yeah, I've got <laughs> a good... Um, what's that, dubstep? i got yeah. a good dubstep. Uh, <laughs> uh, and not to take away from what they're doing, because in a sense, if you listen to, like, from, like, the 1990s, we had, like, techno music. Yep. And that was, like, a more of electronicized version of disco. Yeah. Um, so now... You know, there's I don't want to take away from what they're doing because they are progressing in in, as a genre. Yeah, for sure. You know, like Skrillex and like the dubstep guys, and it's like they're just not doing a whole lot. But they are experimenting with sounds, and and they're doing. They're trying to not sound like what's already been done, and that's 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 I I can appreciate that. I
0: can appreciate that, but I mean, mm, mm, and I don't want to like I'm I'm pissing people off already. I'm sure, (laughs) but like typing in like not even typing in but like you know moving selecting from a drop yeah, bar. yeah selecting from a drop bar yeah that doesn't take because i I've, I've talked about this before too and i'm sure i pissed a lot of people off when i said it i experimented one summer with making just like strictly electronic music
1: yeah
0: and i wrote like 30 songs in a month yeah and i was like oh wow, it's, it's simple it's so takes, easy like and it, like they, they weren't necessarily good yeah. Good tunes as far as electronic music goes, I'm sure. Right. But I mean, just to get that like output rolling, like it yeah. took me nothing. Yeah. Basically, other than my laptop. Yep. And and like an hour or two a day. And like in an hour, maybe two hours, I had a full song written, recorded, mixed, mastered done that's insane yeah you cannot do that in a live with, musician a, full band, with like, a full
1: band with a bunch of people getting together and actually playing yeah. the instruments like that- to be
0: good enough to actually lay down a track in a studio yeah. as, as a like a physical musician like you've got an instrument in your hands yeah um it takes years to be able to do that yeah so like it just huh yeah sorry i i know i've offended a bunch of you and I'll offend you Too even bad. more. I'll offend you even more. I <laughs> used right. to
1: have a video game uh, for the PlayStation Two. It was called MTV Music Generator. Right, and all it was was you could you could you could literally put together an entire song. Uh, with just samples and it laid it out so simply it was just like place this green block here and then follow that with another seven of them you got eight green blocks and that's a measure with the beats yeah and then you throw in some kind of thing and then there's like you know you did uh, it, yeah it just kind of disgusted me but i had a lot of fun with it sure. you know obviously but it, but it is a video game yeah and it is something that you just like sit on your fat ass <laughs> couch with your doritos and you're just like make beats make beats you know yeah. And so you know, what's that say about? What does that say about that? Yeah. Genre, I guess, but you know, again, I don't want to I don't want to them 'em cuz there there is something yeah, to be said for their their, their, their the, the the progression that it is that is happening and with I that think, music, but it just yeah. doesn't it just doesn't get me where I want to be yeah. to listen to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like I'm not I'm not dropping ecstasy and fucking going to the raves and being like mm, 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 like wow.
0: Yeah. I think there's also a big difference too in the in the output of people that actually like Legitimately study um, instrumental music, and like, and when I say instrumental, I mean like that includes vocals because vocals are an instrument. I th- I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, as opposed to people that have only really dealt with electric or electronic music, uh, like people that like have a really good handle on what live music does. I think that those cats that produce the electronic stuff that have a really good bass foundation in in I don't want to say tangible because that's probably insulting, but I mean, fuck it I've been I've probably pissed off so many people already was, with like tangible music I guess like instrument like where you have to have the shit in your hands to do it Yeah I think those cats that they study have a that knowledge, stuff yeah. I think they produce something st- different so, yeah. yeah like I uh, yeah i'll go as far as to say better stuff because because okay. yeah. they're yeah. they're just they're more knowledgeable
1: exactly you know yeah so it's totally yeah exactly the, yeah. the what i was talking about the video game yeah. is yeah it's it just it just puts it all into your hands as someone who has no musical yeah, knowledge totally you know I mean? amateurish yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's not like guitar here where it's like laying it out for something for you to play for you to play which is almost teaching you how to you know use your fingers to do that, 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 or whatever right it's, but
0: it's like a creation program.
1: It's a creation program and it, it's just very simplistic creation yeah. program. It was but, like the
0: music creator in Mario Paint for Super Nintendo. Yeah, do you remember that shit? Yeah. We were like 7 yeah. years old. There was just a couple <laughs> things you could do, but
1: yeah. you can make it out you can make something up. You could yeah. be you can be creative and make something of your own yeah, with absolutely. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So take that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think we should probably wrap it up because we've been at this for a long time. Yeah. It's been fun we yeah it's been i've had a blast doing yeah. this with you man and uh and I, I, we both have shit to do today so we should probably get to it uh one more time rob foreman of the quick shifters and the laura woods and every other artist woo, that he is uh that he is uh, named listed for you already um the list goes on and yeah. it will keep going
1: yeah hopefully
0: i don't see why not if you wanted to yeah it will be
1: in touch yeah. hire me
0: yeah absolutely all right uh <laughs> and one more time uh so rob Foreman on facebook you can youtube uh, at barking dog house uh
1: for instagram and uh youtube the quick shifters the lorewoods um there isn't much beyond that because you know i I just feel like i'm just so busy with uh being a sideman to other bands yeah and i gave you the list of names you can kind of go on with that but uh yeah yeah
0: awesome thanks a
1: lot for coming out man i really appreciate it thanks for having me yeah it's been good
0: yeah Rob Foreman, everybody. My name's Dawson McManus. You've been listening to 646. And as always, thanks for listening.